Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the latest episode of Loss of Lieutenant. You're uh, here tonight with your hosts, Nick. Kevin. That is the worst ever. What is that? Well, you don't like Paul Stanley? Who? Yeah, it's it's the it's the uh, Live to Win soundtrack from World of Warcraft in um, <laughs> South Park. <laughs> Live to win. Uh, sorry, what was your name again? Uh, my name's Julian. Ah, uh, there you go. That's what we're after. Perfect. So the um, the OG Lost Lieutenant boys back at it again, talking mm. about Infinity. Um, how are we doing, guys? Eight out of eight, mate. Yeah, pretty great, well. Great, pretty great. well. Pretty, pretty tired. Great, great. We're good. <laughs> tired. Yeah. Yeah, mate. I got. I'm just from. I'm still recovering from the reaming I received still, from you last yesterday. Still, still recovering from yeah. the, uh, the pegging that you received. Yeah, yeah. I got fully docked. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So we um we had a we had a tournament yesterday here in Melbourne, which uh, had 16, 16 people, I think maybe fourteen or sixteen people. Uh, Two drops. Yeah, so which was, I mean, it's a, still a really great turnout, some really awesome tables, and some great games. Um, I came second, which I was really, really pleased with. Oh, you came second? I didn't didn't realize. Oh uh, yeah, you, it's too you're just too high up at the top. You can't see anyone. Who's no, I, I, pretty much like cats you, cats his own nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Julian, Julian actually took out the first place again. Yeah. When you're yeah, as big a deal as me, you forget what all the peasants are like. And I and I let the side down by uh, coming a measly fifth. But to be fair, I came fifth because Julian hammered me so hard in the last round. Yeah, I was I actually from like third to fifth. <laughs> I could have I could have got like five points, and you got four points, and I still would have won the tournament overall. And uh, then you would have probably placed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right though. It was a good day. It was good actually. That was my first tournament in a, in over a year. But you guys have had like one one or two before that. I can't remember. I've won, I've run one, and then there was the one before that that Val ran as well. Yeah, right. So this was what, our third tournament in Melbourne since uh, COVID restrictions lifted. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's great, and we are sort of starting to embed into a bit more of a, I guess, meta in terms of what we're kind of seeing, what people starting running. It's still getting fleshed out a lot, and um, one of the things that we're going to talk about today is to try and flesh that out a little bit more. And one of the things that people are really enjoying running at the moment, which is your heavy infantry. So we're going to talk about your chonky boys and your your um, anything with two wounds, basically, or even the stuff that's got one wound and, and another fake wound with no ending cap and shock immunity. We'll be talking about a little bit of those as well. But um, strap yourselves in because the uh, the age, the sorry, the time of the war band has ended, and the age of the heavy infantry has begun. So That's you missed the perfect chance to say the chonky boy has begun, and it's a good it's a good time to talk about this because we're on the eve of the uh, the first sort of drop of the new MO uh, military order sectoral, which will be um, released at the end of this week. So you know we can we can sort of speculate maybe a little bit about what we've seen so far and and um, um, I, I'm, I'm stumped. I'm not certain what you're talking about, Kevin. All all I've seen is the new Sigma models that have been released. Oh, that's all. Oh, for, for, that's was all. it War Machine or the? Yeah, the, for War Machine. Yeah, they looked really good. They looked they looked similar to Infinity a, a little bit, but like you know, that they were definitely definitely Signar models. Yeah, with the with the banners and the, the giant knight. <laughs> yeah, 
To be fair, I'd be surprised. I wonder who painted them because he might actually have something to do with, you know. Well, War, War Machine is releasing their new stuff as well. It seems to be like coinciding a lot. Just with, uh... looks like hot trash, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. the, War, the War Machine stuff looks like the hot War Machine trash. stuff does it. Looks fucking terrible. The War Machine yeah. stuff, like that's I always been their aesthetic, it. though. Look to look fucking oh, terrible. It just, it just like I, I like I like the War Machine aesthetic, and then they've gone to like really? sci-fi, and they're like. Yeah, I mean, like I like it in that, like there's some models that are cool, right? Oh yeah, but no, then, no. Granted, there are some really nice looking models. Yeah, but I just never, I've never been into the aesthetic at all. No, not really as well. But then you see like the sci-fi stuff that they've gone. Yeah, let's try to put the same aesthetic on sci-fi, and it's like, dude, they look like sculpts from the 1980s. It's like, CB, CB ten like, years ago. No, not even yeah. it's CB. Not even it's, it's like it's, old, like OG Guija. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. It's like Games Workshop. It's pre pre that. It's like what it's like what the sculptors from Corvus would have done without learning to sculpt. You know. Okay. Yeah, but um, like the I mean, the, we've all seen the well, we've probably all seen the the release of the military orders box that's coming out. There's some there's some nice minis in there. There's some I was blown away personally by about ninety yeah. percent of that box. Yeah. Like what did you really? like? Uh. The the arms on the sepulcher, sepulcher, sepulcher yeah, looks like yeah. a fucking anaconda. I was a yep. bit off, off about that. Um, but it'd be it, it'll make for an interesting uh, profile, I think. Then, see, I liked him because he he kind of reminded me just of like the general shape, not the arms. I probably not have the arms like that, but he reminded me. Have you guys ever seen the um the Votoms um anime? It's part of the the whole um. Gundam sort of series. There's a uh, character in it called. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really, yeah. If, if you want to talk to someone about anime, you've got to talk to my wife, not me. Oh, that's all right. It's, it's cool. It's really cool. It's more, it's more of a militaristic sort of a version of Gundams. And there's a series that's like a light tag almost called um, um, Votoms or, or Scope Dog. He's okay. one of the characters. And it kind of looks like them. If you type in Votom Scope Dog, I, I just got the same sort of vibe from like the the boxy feel of him. Yeah, no, I mean, like I do like yeah. it. It was it wasn't until yeah. someone pointed out to me that you know it has little you know extra arms. Yeah, sticking out that I was exactly. kind of like, oh, oh. When right. I saw that, I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, I guess like I'll it's not. Like not I don't think it looks bad. Like I actually think they've done a great job on the on the on the paint job on all those models. Um, I really love the new order sergeants. The chick with the um, undercut looks like badass. Oh, that's like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really like all. Yeah, I really like what they're doing with the, with all those um, new sculpts. Uh, even the guy with his sword <laughs> pushed into the ground like that's not that's not good uh, weapon management is it probably a and power like, I mean, probably turned the earth into glass yeah I think yeah I thought that one looked a bit silly but some of the, a lot of the other models I'm really really jazzed about what do we think we got to address it now helmets on top of helmets when you're riding a motorbike hey, you've got to give it the correct technical term we've, we've already come to the conclusion it's called a four helmet <laughs> I didn't think that Catholics wore protection. Well, they do. When it comes to the head, they do. Like man, <laughs> and he's got double. He's got double protection. Like he's yeah. double, double bagging that head. He's making so. He's making certain there's no, uh, no, no breaking of the helmet. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so that the inside doesn't ooze out. Okay, from from right. from a like a realistic standpoint, 
the type of helmet that you would wear to stop yourself from having sustaining a head injury if you were to fall off a motorbike is different to the type of helmet that you would wear as like part of a power armor suit that is resisting bullets, right? They're not the same thing because when you fall off you, you, with your bike helmet, it, it sort of shatters and takes the, the force of that, that impact. So from that perspective, I can understand why you would wear a motorbike helmet on top of your power armor helmet. But mm. you know what I'm thinking? I don't buy it. A little <laughs> bit, I don't buy it. Just, it just, he looks just a little bit too motocross for me. Yeah. yeah it's 150 years or whatever in the future. I'm fairly certain they could invent helmets that don't look like motorbike helmets. Yeah. This is, um, this is after way too many concussions on the field and the military orders have de- demanded that all Montessa bikers have to wear this special helmet, which makes them look just like ridiculous on the field. But, you know, it's for the safety. No more concussions for the Montessa. Yeah, no, not. I mean, I'm a fan of the general look of it, but just that bit there throws me. I don't like it. Yeah, I reckon we'll see once that model comes out and we see a lot of the head swaps. I think a lot of people will be um, more comfortable with buying it. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it is an easy head swap. Like, if the head, I mean, I doubt the head will actually be a separate piece because Sega no. doesn't really do that that I much. Do that, no. but I mean, I, hopefully, it's not too difficult to give it the snip. I guess the other big question is in is do these models make you finally want to play Pano? Me? No. It's gonna take just, a lot of effort for me to want to play Pano. For me, like it'll it for me the what will push me over would be the rules. If they have access to like lots of NCO, Lieutenant Level Two, stuff like that that's like super get up in your grill. Um You've been you've been be, reading the you've been reading the Yujing forums again, haven't you, Julian? All this because you mentioned in all the stuff that uh, Invincible Army gets that um, that the Eugene players are all a bit salty about to say that they're they're having this the the military orders refresh is what Invincible Army should have been even though we've seen literally nothing hey, about it just now. yeah I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it fuck Eugene <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a JSA boy so I, I couldn't care less what Eugene gets as long as it's not better than samurai waving swords and link teams um nah like the models are alright but like I've just never been really a fan of the whole space knights aesthetic like mm. just, yeah just doesn't interest me too much I don't know I'm, but, I'm, I'm but gonna, space, I, space samurai well, what, gets what, my weave juice going and when I said like would it make you want to play Pano I wasn't being facetious by saying like Pano yeah. or like a mistake or anything I just mean like I've never like would it make you want to play military orders um because I've never been that interested in them because they're such a different faction within a faction that I don't particularly have much interest in. And I know you neither of you guys play Pano, and but I know in the past, like so, for instance, Yu Jing. When Yu Jing, like, I've never had that big a uh, interest in playing Yu Jing, but <clears throat> like when um, Invincible Armies came out, I considered it because I was like looking at the minis, looking at the rules, like really interested. Yeah, but and maybe maybe we'll wait until what is it Friday. When the profiles are going to drop, or at least well, the ones in yeah, the box. Yeah, there's, there's videos supposed to be coming out all of the, all through this week. <clears throat> yeah, so maybe um, I'll see then. Mm. Maybe it'll okay. get me. Maybe it'll get me on the on the bandwagon. Yeah, they'd have to be like, they'd have to have something different to make me want to play them. Because, like, to be honest with you, like the JSA list that I played at that tournament on the weekend. It, it would literally have to be a better version of that 
for me to want to play heavy infantry, if that makes sense. Yeah, fair. And I just don't see why CB would want to do that because I feel like that list is ahead of the power curve as it is anyway. So, well, we yeah. can I mean, talk, about, we, we can talk about that. Mm. Yeah, I, I, what I think is kind of interesting myself is that like not long ago there was the military orders three hundred point box came out or army mm. pack or whatever it was that didn't mm. seem like that was that long ago so that's still fairly new for them to getting to be get getting a refresh like this so soon already that kind of surprised me. Makes it sound like um, they're probably just not selling the models. I think from what I've seen with military orders, this is one of those ones that people buy into. Or the, what I was seeing when when I was running intro games with people is they'd be like, "Oh my god, space knights!" Or they would be it was the same thing with JSA. They would be like, "Oh my god, space samurai!" And they would buy into it, play them, and go, oh, "This actually isn't my playstyle at all. I like this." Once they'd had a few games. And they would sell the models off. So I think there was a lot of really cheap military order stuff out there. Like you remember Gavin Drake, he got into Infinity and bought a whole stack of military orders, played like three games with them and sold them all off and went and did other factions. And I, yeah, I saw a lot of that going on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw a lot of people do that with military orders that were getting into the game and just flogging it off. And I think a lot of the veterans weren't that interested in them because they were like, well, they're not actually that good. Like in comparison mm. to this back in N3, they weren't, they were nowhere near like a, the high end of the factions. They were like the bottom sludge. So I think, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, 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 I don't think know. there was a problem with them. I don't know. How do you think they are right now in N4? I honestly, I haven't had a good look at them in N4. So I, I don't know what I'd say. Um, I mean, they seem to be doing a right around here. I mean, Ben came third with them on the weekend, so they mustn't be doing too bad. And Val's actually winning games playing them, so you know. <laughs> no, they seem they seem good. Like I, I have no, um, I, I, I just think that yeah, from what you were saying before, it sounds like they just haven't really struck a chord with the new players or the Infinity community, and they mm. just need a refresh. Like maybe JSA did, or why they did it for JSA, like they became like a poster child for infinity and then three. So maybe this will be their kind of flagship faction that, you know, will mm-hmm. bring new blood into the game. Cause they'll see these space knights and be like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. Um, and then like struggle. To play. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I was going to say, hopefully it's not like JSA where yeah. they're like everyone buys into it and they're like, Oh my God, my space ninja got killed by a chain rifle. Eh! Well, I think, you I think know. JSA are probably a bit more usable now in, in N4, but yeah, we can I'm get into, we can get into talking, talking about that when we get into the main segment of the show, because yes. we are talking heavy infantry tonight. Um, but I guess before we get into that, we'll just, just your usual, usual catch up. So I guess we've got hobby and the weekend tournament. Do we want to just recap the tournament uh, for the listeners? Give us a yes. little bit of yeah, insight. So it was a um, three-round tournament held at uh, Tabletop Games in Burwood in Melbourne. Um, like I said, for 17, not 17, 14 people uh, turned up. So seven tables running at once, which was great. Um, run by Val, who's awesome dude. Um, really, really putting putting the effort in there so that we have an, uh, an event happen each month, which is really great to really build build that community back up as we are able to play face-to-face again. Um, the three missions were supplies first up, followed by annihilation, and then biotech vol as a finisher. Uh, so I don't know about you guys, but by the time we got to biotech vol, my oh. mind was absolutely cooked. And okay. I, so I came, I, I, I had a win first up against Ben playing military orders. I was playing white banner, mm. 
Um, but he, like, I had, I, I got, I ended the game with one supply box and, like, he had no supply boxes. And I think I had, like, three models left on the table at the end of the game. <laughs> that was, that's, yeah. that's like, the theme of my run at the tournament, I would win games and have nothing left. How many VP uh, did you have after three games left? On like, like total? Not even not even three hundred. <laughs> okay, so I had no, not three hundred. Definitely not. I had ninety-one VP at the end of game one. Hang on, I I'll had, get my get my calculatrice out. Hang on. I I think I'm I'm not sure if I had two hundred VP. Ninety-one, yeah. Ninety-one at the end of game one. Seven, yeah. 73 at the end of game two. Yeah. And, and 15. 15 at the end of game three. Brother, you had 180 and points of VP and you came second in a tournament. I think, I don't think I've ever heard of that happen ever. And in this so history. I got a, it, was, it was victory. Uh, the first one was a win. Um, the second game was a draw because mm. I played Ryan Kirby, uh, who was playing uh, Caledonians, and we both just obliterated everything. And so it turned out to be a draw because of the, the way the brackets work. He had killed slightly more than I had, but wasn't enough to get him into a separate bracket. So we were yeah. both in the bottom and the top brackets for each of those important bits and neither of us had killed any lieutenants. So that yeah. was a draw. And then the third game, um, Biotech 4, I won because I got all my classifieds. That's an and- interesting way of winning, yeah. Mm. It's important, an, an important way of winning Biotech 4. See, it's like half the VP. Well, yeah, Biotech 4, I'm not, I'm not sure if it used to have this, but now it's got three classified objectives. Yeah, it didn't used They're to have that. big chunk of, of what happens in that um, in it's that five mission. points. It's, it's 50%. Yeah. 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 Three, three classifieds and then two for having three more for than your opponent. Yeah. Having mm-hmm. completed more than your opponent has, yeah. sure. So that half of half of that mission is doing classified objectives. Mm. So it's it's like a, it's almost a poor man's um, highly classified. Yeah, and just the table's trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, you maybe what we'll do, Kevin, is you do your cat round catch up, and then for the first two games, and then I'll do mine for my first two. And then we can oh, talk before, about before I finish. Before table. I finish, I just wanted to, to say as well that I was my brain was so cooked in round three that I had written written a list specifically for uh, for biotech war, which had less infiltrators. Instead of infiltrators, I had drop troops. I had two tiger soldiers in the list, um, but because I had an absolute brain fart, I forgot that they were there and just <laughs> we finished the game and I didn't even bring them on the table. Did oh. not even bring them on. I didn't need them by the sounds of it. Yeah, I'd like to ask ask you about what brought you to bringing AD in biotech for. Well, it's first of all, I love Tiger Soldiers, and I think they're really great. So mm-hmm. I was going to bring one anyway, but to bring a second one meant that there's more points that is only going to take me the model's own order to get it out of the biotech zone. It's not starting in my it's not starting in my deployment zone. I don't have to roll to see if it can infiltrate or something like that. I can just walk it on from the side. You still have to roll. Still have to roll to walk it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, you still have yeah, to no. roll. Maybe, maybe it was for the best that I didn't bring them and on. <laughs> Kevin, I Kevin, I had a situation in our game where it was actually a better roll for him to AD on than it was for him to walk on because he had a Tomcat, a Hellcat, or a Hellcat. Sorry. Because he gets plus gets three. Plus three to combat jump. So they can ju- combat jump on a 12 or walk in on a nine. So they're actually pretty reliable to walk to jump in on a 12. Yeah. 
Um, there you go. Okay. So in a mission where you're not expecting AD, it can it can be. It didn't obviously affect our game because I was already I'd already lost by then. But <laughs> and um, we'll talk about what happened to him as well because it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> oh yeah, that was to me just going. Oh, I'll see if this works, and it didn't. So yeah. Um, but did you have any highlights or anything of your games, Nick? I've been running the Hondun, and uh, which is a, a hidden deployment with a heavy rocket launcher, and he's been getting a lot of work done because people don't it's still in that stage where people except, do not except expect for me it. <laughs> except that one time that you did um the general populace general general populace are, are not uh, they're kind of sleeping on the hundun at the moment nobody um, expects the hundun and, inquisition exactly yeah so there was a one there was one point in the second game against uh ryan where he had um uh uh braveheart William Wallace, William Wallace, uh, who, who was his lieutenant, <laughs> <Very fast>. um, <laughs> he was he was hiding on a building, but I dropped a uh, my tiger soldier right into the back of in his back line and was cu- slicing the pie to take out his link team. And I sliced the pie and like took out probably four of them, I think. And then was he was just sitting there, kind of in the open. But the only thing that he could effectively get to it with to counter was William Wallace. So he stood him up from his hidden position on top of this building. To then engage the um, the tiger soldier, and so when he did that, I revealed my hidden deployed um, hundun, and while it was it was my best shot at getting the two taking two wounds off of him because William Wallace is not immune to continuous damage. Yeah, he burns. Um, so he failed his first armor save, but then passed his second one. Oh, um, mm. so. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was it was close, um, and then what else? What else did he do? He launched. Oh my god! In the in the third game in Biotech War, uh, I got I scored two crits with him in the first turn in ARO, which was just obnox- absolutely obnoxious for the, for him to be having to roll then two dice for the uh, damage on. And I managed to clip three members of his link team with that as well. Oh, I think I think actually I don't think the crit is continuous, but I may I may be, I may be wrong on that. Okay, we can uh, we can, we can uh, ask ask the community on Discord uh, that ask, question. Ask the audience if you audience. if you get a crit with continuous damage and you fail both saves, do they keep both rolling? Interesting. Good well, well, while you're explaining it, I can I can find that out. Yeah, even, but, even so, um, still so, See, we're not like so, my cast. We actually ask if we're wrong. <laughs> we correct on the fly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but I've been I've been getting a lot of work done with the Hundun. Um and also like I'm I'm really, really enjoying White Banner because like I've said before, they have all the bits of vanilla that I love playing, monks and Kui Lang and Tiger Soldiers. Uh but us, I also get to have myself a little five-man link, so it's great. Excellent. How are your games, Kevin? Uh, oh, Kevin's using the so, yeah, so, Sorry, just to answer that question. So a critical hit with a weapon with this trait forces the target to make an additional saving throw. This extra saving throw doesn't apply the continuous damage trait. Okay, but the first one, so you'd have to roll them separately. So you roll two and then roll one. And which yeah. one's going to be just a single roll okay. yeah yeah you'd roll one and then that would be a continuous one and the crit would be a non-continuous damage hit um yeah no my games were okay this is my first tournament 
back since COVID and I decided to take Starco um, because I feel like they, well, I've always liked them um, and I think they were quite well in the mission set. So, um, yeah, we put, was the first mission was Supplies. That was against Val. That was with... Supplies, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you literally can't say Supplies without Jillian saying motherfucker. Um, and that was that was good. Um, that was fun. I, li- I like playing against Val. He was running military orders. So, um, I... Yeah, so, basically, um, I now that Starkov had a bit of an update in, in 4, there's a little bit more link flexibility um, in... And as far as basically you can put mobile brigada into Agosil link teams, so you can get that, you know, that beefy, beefy burst five HMG in, a, in an otherwise cheap core. So that was um, so that was fun to try out. Um, so I think, but I basically ended up going full, uh, full MB link because I think we didn't mention this in the earlier, but the tournament was actually we played it with um, reinforced command, so we didn't. So there's no loss of lieutenants during the game um the reason why we did that That's is right. we, we didn't um, mention that yeah yeah it, it, well, i don't know whose suggestion it was i don't know if it was val's suggestion or or what it was exactly but um i believe it was uh two heels suggestion was it yours nick no huh? no no that's what val said yesterday so oh really yeah, yeah, yeah he, said it was- he did yeah. So um, I think it was. Uh, I think we discussed this before in a previous episode that I think the reason why we'd want to choose reinforced command is is for newer players. Is, and yeah. um, now that we're getting the community back up and running, I think we've we've seemed to have. There's a few new players or a few new faces I haven't seen before, and they were there yesterday. Um, so I think maybe that was that would be kind of fun. It was kind of good for them. There was prob- to- there was probably I'd say there was probably four or five players there who I would consider as new. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of good, especially if maybe if they've been coming from playing Code One, or or you know you just don't want that negative, well potentially negative play experience of getting your LT sniped. It just kind of allowed you to run those beefier HI uh, without yeah. fear of them getting killed. So um, yeah, so I, I yeah, yeah so I ran that mobile brigada link um, and then uh, Riot Girl Harris, and that was that was a lot of fun in supplies because you have a Dactari in one link who's a doctor. And you have Avicenna and the other link, who's a doctor. And who was your LT? Uh, Mobile Brigada boarding shotgun. I thought it was. Yeah, I wanted the multi rifle, but you know he's like three points more and didn't really have the points from. Um, and that game went went pretty well. Um, the Ermandino is such a great piece in Starco because he's a specialist. He's impetuous. He's got smoke. You know he's he's whip thirteen. He's able to get up, pick up a supply box, and and run back with it. Um, I actually didn't decide to do that because uh, Val had kind of sort of null deployed and I decided, well, the Armandino was halfway up the board. I'll just keep pushing with him. Pushed him into his um, into his Harris, which was like a Order Sergeant, a Black Friar and a, f- not the Father Knight, the Knight of Justice and managed mm-hmm. to put two members of the link or two members, like two things down. It was a Machinist and the and the Black Friar. So I was like, yeah, that's he, pretty good. He'd struggle. he'd struggle against the Knight of Justice. Oh yeah, yeah. The Knight of Justice was just like... Yeah, no. Nah. He would just be like, "Get away, fool!" Yeah, um, and um, yeah, I thought I had it pretty well. He um, Val was running a Seraph as well, um, which was pretty scary. He um, he did he pushed it into my link on like turn two to try to take back one of the boxes, and um, to be fair to him, he did take out two of the uh, mobile brigada, but then went down to uh, boarding shotgun, and then the last turn was basically. Val making a run with his Knight of Justice through a hail of fire. So I ran um, uh, two CSU in a duo 
And goodness me, that breaker rifle profile is for 12 points is really nice because mm. you can you can use them as a duo. One's a specialist, one's got a breaker rifle. You roll the meta chemistry, which you know can be good, can be okay. Um, but being able to spend like one order to move them up into like the midfield and then spend a coordinated order to put them both in suppressor fire when they've got six cents and BS12 and you know one of the guys has got a breaker rifle, which in when you've got potentially heavy infantry looking at you is a really, really nice thing to have to use against them, especially on like a 12 point profile that you don't really care if it dies. Um, so between all those shots, he wasn't able to get to Avicenna who was holding the box and um, that was like a 6-3 victory, no 6-2 victory to me. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was good good to play, good to play Val again and seeing military orders actually um, yeah, play play really well. I think if they're going to get this update that they deserve, I reckon they're going to be a really good really good choice for N4. And then I played Lachlan, who was running Sval. And I haven't played Lachlan in over a year. I think he used to go into his house and we'd play um, we'd play there. He, I think back then he was running Varuna, I think it was. Yeah, Varuna. Yeah, yeah so um, that was good fun. We played Annihilation there. Um, he was running a Yotam which was the first time I played against a Yotam like ever. So I knew it was coming because he had like a, you know, a core link of an Orc fur back and four Fusiliers and then a Harris of, uh, actually quite an interesting Harris. He had like a, it was a Vargar, a Karhu and Agnes. Was the um, Karhu the back version? No, it was the multi-rifle or the um, multi, the, K, the K1 marksman maybe it was. Interesting I get that them- he chose the Orc over the, the orc foy back over the kahu foy back. I I don't. I guess it because it's it, you know it's it's two wounds. It's a higher BS. I guess. Um, I don't know why he chose that for the core, but mm. it's pretty good. But the the Harris is really interesting because it's you've got a whole bunch of stuff there that can do like toolbox uh, units. So you've got like mine layer. One's got super jump. One's got climbing plus. One's got mimetism. One's got albedo. And then Agnes is like a special, like a cheap specialist to basically make it into a Harris. So that was that was really cool to see. Um, unfortunately, he ran it into my mobile brigade at HMG, and they all got mowed down, which um, was unfortunate. But then, um, so the highlight of that game was his. He moved his Yotam up, like basically blapped my mobile brigade missile launcher, then went off to try and hunt. Like basically, I had nothing else out for him, but I had one cam marker in the midfield that he was pretty confident was like some kind of hacker. Um. So he went. He went to try and to discover it from a distance. Um, succeeded in discovering it. Then tried to flame it. It was a bandit uh, with boarding shotgun EM mines. And um, this was where the game went hilarious because he. <laughs> so he tried to flame it. I dodged. So then I dodged towards him, and I've got like a boarding shotgun and an EM mine. So he's like, "Okay, well, I'll just walk the Yotam backwards and then shoot you with an HMG." So I was like, I'll dodge again. And I succeeded succeeded in dodging, dodged towards him again. Then he's like, ah, okay, I'll I'll just shoot you again. I'm like, I'll dodge. So basically just kept, because he was like, I think because I was still in cover and he was in bad range and mimetism, he was needing nines to hit and I'm dodging on 13s. And he just was like either rolling like a, like a two or a 20 and I'm rolling like 11s and 12s. So I'm just like dodging closer to this Yotam. The Yotam is like running backwards with his HMG. Um, eventually he runs out of orders. The bandit's still alive. Um, mm. And he's like, ah, shit. 
And then he, um, then I um, had a Hellcat deployable repeater with an Evo. So an e- Hellcat's dropping in on an 18. So he drops in behind the Yotam around a corner where he couldn't see. The Hellcat drops his repeater, dies to a hail of gunfire because, of course, in N4 now, um, you can dodge and stand back up. So when he came, when he dropped down, he was out of line of fire, but his Fusiliers and the Link team were able to stand up. So he, the Hellcat dropped his repeater. Fusiliers were like, you're dead. But I'm like, I don't care. Uhahu then possessed the Yotam and then turned his attention on the Link team. Um, to be fair to him, he was able to dodge and stay like alive for the most part. I think I killed one Fusilier, his Machinist, which was probably the most important target, and the um, TR bot. He possessed it back, but because I had like... he pos- Oh, sorry, and then before... I handed play back to him. I spent the irregular order on the bandit to move up and place an EM mine right next to his Yotam. So when he possessed it back, he, he would have to like yeah, dead the EM mine on something else before he could actually activate the Yotam. Yeah. So he, he did that successfully, like sacrificed a Fusilier to detonate EM, EM mine away from the Yotam. Um, then he spent like way more orders than needed to kill the bandit. <laughs> and then mm. was like, oh, and, and the band, I think somehow... The Yotam had managed to lose two wounds in the process. Because I think I crit him with a boarding shotgun at one point. I yep. think the missile launcher took a wound off him earlier on in the game. I can't quite remember. So then it was like, he was like, ah, oh, I'll just push the Yotam back because I can't lose it because it's Annihilation, right? And, mm. I, and all my stuff is still hidden and just in them, either hidden or protected by Lunacods or Jaguars. Mm. So then in my last turn, I just dropped Raul in next to the Yotam. Bopped the bopped the Yotam with Raul, took it down, and then basically I was like, ah, that's all I need. I don't need to do anything else. Like I don't, yeah. you know, I, I don't need to lose. I don't need to push more stuff up to try and like get more points of them. Mm. Um, but that was that was a, that was a really fun game. Um, it was a bit it was a bit of a bit of a nuts game. Just the fact that his Yotam couldn't kill my bandit, but mm. it's um it's a really good profile having access to like a good CC specialist with mimetism. And a boarding shotgun and EM mines. It's just poison for like heavy infantry or tags. Mm. Unless you can like take it out with, you know, something that is, you know, either with MSV or something that you can like leverage to to, to kill it with. So mm. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, so I was feeling pretty good going into round three, uh, and then until I got drawn against you, Julian. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about my games and then we'll talk about our game oh sure sure yeah yeah, yeah. we can um, we can talk about that together we can i mean i won't have much to say other than it did not go well but there's a few funny things that happened so we can talk yeah, about that but but. i guess i just want to say like i was kind of yeah. down on it um starco and n3 but i think their flexibility and their tools have definitely made them more of a contender in n4 um and Senior Massacre as well. He was, except for our game, I think he was a, well, even in our game, he was pretty useful just being able to fairly, like reliably yeah, put down he, a clip smoke. If you hadn't have had him, you would have not have got out of your zone. No, exactly. You would have, yeah. you would have, you would have been stuck in the biotech zone. Yeah. So, so just having access yeah. to something that doesn't care about MSV and just a clip smoking mm. down on 19s if you're in a five man is super good and then he's like amazing in close combat as well so he's a good little yeah. deterrent against someone running into your um into you yeah well oh i was gonna we'll talk about our game why yeah. i didn't do it but yeah um my, i was playing japanese the japanese successionist army um 
And I was basically running two lists that were the same, um, except one had uh, it was it was. Oh, I'll get it up because I can't actually remember it that well now. I'm a bit it was cooked. just ninjas and you, Jimbo. No, no, no. no. There, was <laughs> there was only samurai. Okay, samurai. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Heavily armored. Yeah, heavily. It was it was eight 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 samurai, so eight heavy infantry <laughs> in my army. So, and some of the cheapest heavy infantry in the game, right? Yeah, exactly. So that that the, was it was the combat group one had the Diokai, which for those of you who don't know, it's basically a three wound Red Fury um, model, which I didn't realize there's a Panzerfaust as well. So I could have been Panzerfausting at long range that game, which is funny. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Damaru Elt, which is probably my favorite profile at the moment, is just because the Diokai has NCO and you get a Damaru with Spitfire that has Lieutenant level two. So you get basically three orders from that one tomorrow in that link, which is pretty good. A tanko mm-hmm. missile launcher, a tanker with blitz and light shotgun, and Eureka, who has been amazing every game I play. She's the um, engineer, yeah. Yeah, she's the engineer that goes in the link. And like, I played, I, I, I feel like I've played three or four games now with JSA where my opponents have gone, I'm not even going to bother hacking you because it's just a waste of my orders because. I'm going to spend a full 10 orders doing it and then you're going to spend three orders and your link team's going to be back up and running again. Um, so just that deterrent mm. of her as a as a anti-hacking piece is pretty amazing. Um, then I had your Jimbo, some Kaisotsu, a Pangalang, um, Damaro Ford Observer in a, in a secondary combat group, Nico, Tanko, another Kaisotsu and two more M's. And both lists were basically the same except... The other list, so that uh, sacrificed um, uh, the Ford Observer. It was a, just a normal Damara with combi rifle. And I, I think I took an extra Kaisotsu instead of a Pangalang. Um, oh, yeah. That was for your so, um, uh, yeah. biotech list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, not biotech, Annihilation list. Um, but the first game I played was against Dean, who I played at the last tournament we were at, who's been playing for a while. Um and um, <laughs> it was a it was a bit of a, a funny game. He, um, he'd already he'd already kind of given you the points before we started, didn't he? I oh, he, was him. So, he was he was like, oh, I've lost. And he was hung over, wasn't he? Yeah, not he was, to take not, not to take the victory away from you. It yeah. was, would have been deserved. But I do recall him talking yeah. about tequila the night before. Dean <laughs> and I have played each other a few times, and every time we've played, it's been it's been a bit one sided. So I think he's got to the point now where he's just like, oh. I'm playing Juliana. Great. Okay. <laughs> and um, yes, it was a bit like that. Um, the first turn I walked up, picked up one of the boxes. Um, I killed a few of his models. I killed his, which really sucked for him because it was a major piece. He was playing um, Foreign Company and he had a Kreezer Borax. And Yojimbo ran up the table. He had a Kreezer Borax. And what's the camo marker they get? Uh, zeros. Yeah, zero. He had a zero deployable. Yeah, zero's a croc man. Croc man. Yeah, croc, he didn't croc have people. a croc man. He had a, a Kali or whatever it is. Um, and um, yeah, he had them on the on one of the flanks, just sitting there. And I ran up your Jimbo around a corner, deployed two crazy koalas, and then because he oh, didn't yeah, want to react, he gets crazy koalas. Far out. Yeah, yeah. so bonkers. Um, and so then your Jimbo comes around the corner. I, I speculated through a smoke grenade as well. Comes around the corner with an eight of the cruiser, and I'm like, "All right, I run into close combat. What are you going to do?" And um, 
Unfortunately for me, the Kreese of Borax actually bitch slapped <laughs> Yojimbo in close combat, which being close combat 19 isn't too bad. Like it, it, it's like a low risk it's going to happen, but it, it still happens. Um, one day, you roll, a one. Yeah, it's what happened. I rolled like a two and he rolled like a 13. And so mm-hmm. it got through, but I just took one wound. So I was fine. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the crazy koalas, he didn't want to react with the camouflage marker because he's like, if I react to the camouflage marker, I'll lose the zero. And um, he'd also deployed a deployable repeater as well earlier on because um, he went first. Did you go first? Oh, I can't remember now. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, in any case, the, the, the combination of it was that Yojimbo killed the Curries of Borax and the Zero. Um, and um, from then, it was just sort of downhill. I just moved up progressively each turn with the Demario, and it just sort of, it was basically a three-turn Banzai charge. Um, <laughs> which is basically all my three games were, to be honest with you, especially our game, Kev. Well, I don't know if they were a Banzai charge. It was um, Banzai take the high ground and then just rain fire down yeah, on my well, leg. I learned from, you know, the, the Jedi. Um, so, yeah. Um, and uh, then game two was against Hector. And fuck, that game killed me. Absolutely killed me mentally. Um, Hector's a good player. He is. He is. But uh, I was a bit cheeky in that I really forced his hand. So the f- I went first and he... So I chose deployment and I knew he was playing um, Svalheimer. Yeah. And so obviously as a sectorial, they are built around arrows. And so I'm like, I'll choose deployment, make him deploy second. And then if knowing what his list is probably going to be like, unless he's running a Jotam, it's probably going to be very reaction based with like Kahu and stuff like that. It's, like, it's funny though, right? Yeah, Sval, Sval only seemed to play one game. So yeah. even when I played Lachlan, I was like, "If you're either running a Yotam or you're running like this other list, there's two lists yeah. I have to think about." Yeah, and I I was fairly confident that he wasn't going to run um the Yotam, and if he was, that was like that was great for me because it means that he's not got that ridiculous ARO list. So I would just run up the table and just fucking nominate him with Samurai. But it turned out he was running the ARO list, which was like. A fucking Knight of Justice missile launcher, a Kahu foyer back, and a Orc foyer back, all in the one link team. And he deployed them mm. up on this roof, looking at the whole table in annihilation. So I'm looking at this guy, Jesus, Lord have mercy. How am I going to get through this? Um, and I got super lucky in that the first order of the first turn, my Diokai walks around the corner and he sees his Knight of Justice and just goes and puts it down. What are, the odds, like, what are the odds of that? Damage 14 oh, against armor 8. Yeah, so low. I, I guess so we'll low. find out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then I'm like, oh, this is actually going well. It's down to a four-man link. And I got a little bit greedy. I'm like, I'll go fight the Orc. And I thought I'm not going to use a Diokai because it would be out of 24. I'll use my missile launcher. And so I walked my missile launcher around and took a shot. And unfortunately, I rolled double twos. He rolled, he needed 14s, he needed, and he rolled a, like a 12 and an 11. So my um my uh, tanker didn't exist anymore. And at that point in time, I was like, you know what? I've already killed 50 points of his stuff. If I sit here and do nothing in the entire game, I win. And I'm like, as terrible as this sounds, I'm just going to sit where I am because I was real castled up. Um, and he has to come at me with this really long range list. And so that's what he did. And he ended up 
So what happened was it was like this little courtyard that was next to a really tall Brutal Cities building. And so he managed to get up onto this really tall Brutal Cities building to look down into the courtyard where my um, five-man um, Tanko, Damaru, Diokoling team was. And he got up with there, which what was the what's the one you were talking about that has super jump that Lachlan was also running? Uh, I can't remember if it's the uh, the Vargar. The Vargar, yeah. Yeah. So he got the Vargar up there and was like, and he had the HRL. And so he oh, looked yeah. over and shot the HRL down at them. And I beat him in every face-to-face roll. <laughs> but he passed all his saves and then he failed against the Blitzen shot from the Tanko. So he became isolated. Um, but the game sort of just kept on going downhill from there for Hector. He got lucky in that at one point in time, he got my um, Damaru Lieutenant, which meant that I lost the ability to really pump orders into the Diokai again. Yeah, um, that's a good way of reducing that less effectiveness. Yeah, yeah, because it's if if you count the impetuous orders and all the irregular orders and NCO that it gets, it's a twenty order list. Mm. So it's like it's it's it can get places very quickly, and everything's six two, so they get they get places very fast. Even if I have to cautious move up the table because I don't have that much range, I can get places very fast with six two. Um, yeah, and so. Essentially, what happened was is that it was just this massive fight around the courtyard and that building where Hector was trying to kill stuff of mine to replace what he'd lost. Was that and on the end, table? No, nah, my table, actually. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to play on it, but we had to play on it. So, um, And so I ended up running Yojimbo up onto the roof where he had the Varga link team that had pushed up, killed them all. Um and then in his turn, he pushed back up there with another link team, killed your Jimbo. And then I ended up pushing back up there again and killing everyone else. So it just it just evolved into that. And in the end, I think I got up nine one or ten one. Can't remember. Yeah, I think it's about yeah. 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 And then um our, and then we had our last game. You and you uh, lost the ten off. Big Kev. Big Kev versus Big Jules. Hmm. So we should probably start off with deployment. What did you think of my uh, my uh, deployment? Your forty k blob deployment. I, yeah. I felt pretty. I felt pretty good. I, like yeah, so, can, so, uh, so, can, so. So I. Sorry. I was just going to say you can uh, for the listeners they can see a, a photo of Julian's deployment on our Facebook page or on the Discord, um, which has got like it's eight samurai. It's, a joke. it's it's an absolute joke. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a unit of of. Fucking Space Marines is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. I, I, um, yeah, I saw you do that, and I was like, yeah, it looks silly, but I knew where you were going. I knew where you were heading for that yeah. tower because it was like yeah. out of the sixteen-inch area, and it was a good defensive position. I didn't think you'd put that the whole link in there, but I guess it made sense for you to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem was is it was right on the sixteen-inch, so if I left them out, that would be in the biotech zone. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't right on. There was like it wasn't enough of the bases to clear the biotech zone to sit behind the the wall. Yeah. Um, so, mm. but yeah, I, um, I, I as soon as I knew that you weren't running the right girls, that was when I was like, oh, this deployment's actually legit. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, it was it was pretty risky because like I deployed like that, not knowing if you had right girls or not. Yeah, I mean, you were you were you were safe for where you started, but if I'd ran riot girls, you wouldn't have been able to smoke. To smoke, and you would have had to cautious move. Cautious move, yeah, um, which, which would have been riskier. Yeah, it would have. It would have basically meant 
I wouldn't have been fully able to get all of those guys into that building like I did. Um, yeah. That's probably what it would have done. Um, and your Jimbo would have, yeah, yeah, your Jimbo would have been able to get, actually, I wouldn't have been able to get to that building at all because you would have been looking at it. But what I might have been able to do was push up to the building, get rid of it in 24, and then fought the missile yeah. launcher. Yeah. And all and I would have, as we were talking about before, without courage, I just would have had to potentially just done one wound or one um, hit, which goes down. On the right girl. Yeah, as good as they are, yeah. them not having courage means that they are a liability if they get hit um, and mm. feel their guts, which has happened yeah. to me on more than one occasion, which it can suck. Mm. Mm. But yeah, my first turn, because I went first, didn't I? You did. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I you would never go second with the deployment you did. Like, that no. would be a fucking death sentence. Especially, <laughs> yeah. if, I took, especially if I took Emily. That would, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, oh, if I'd taken Emily, that would have been fun. It would have. It would have been a very interesting like game then. EM grenades on your entire link. <laughs> yeah, I would have been I would have been pretty sad. Um, I mean, Yuriko would have been able to get some of them back, potentially, but... Yeah. Um, it would be difficult, though, with her because she'd still be isolated, potentially. Yeah, she. I think she can. Yeah, she can use her own order to de-isolate herself. herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, I I moved all eight of my Damaru Neko into this like sort of <laughs> quarter of the table where there was this giant tower, and just looking down into Kevin's deployment area. Um, and then everyone else I left outside of Yajimbo in the deployment zone and said, "Yeah, you can die now. I don't care," mm-hmm. <laughs> which was pretty savage. Um, and then I, what, what, your your turn went. Yeah, it was just basically I yeah, it just eclipse smoked up the board, um, mm. tried to take out your tanko with the mobile brigada, did one wound, you went prone, which is fair, and then I just moved mm. up stuff into position to try to um fight you when you if you tried to come at me, because I didn't want to um get to I didn't want to get out of the biotech zone and then not present any AROs because yeah. you've just got samurai that would just slice me in two. So um yeah stood up the missile launcher mobile brigada and the hmg mobile brigada to look at that tower that you were occupying and then the riot girls on my left flank moved up to the midfield with the intention of basically trying to accomplish the classifieds because they were in a pretty good position because they had uhahu and avicenna and i had like i think i had like data scan um net undermine and extreme prejudice and i was like ah, i could do at least two or three of these with this link if i can um, find a target that was kind of my idea going in to turn one that's why i deployed the way i did it's a shame i didn't leave any bodies (laughs) yeah i know i know the biotech war zone claimed all the bodies that i could have either data scanned or um coup de grad which was a shame but that's what happens yeah um, and then my turn, I had a, um, a very interesting turn where my Diokai basically, he got 10 crits in one turn on poor old Kev's um, link team and uh, another the another CSU that was on the ground. Yeah. Um, and um, that was that was brutal. Like after that turn, it was like it was going to be a struggle for you because you had no range pieces left outside of the, the Spitfire. Um, right, girl. Who was right like on the, on the was wrong on the flank? Side of the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so. like, you know, you put things up to die, right? But I didn't expect them yeah. to die with such efficiency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there was there. I was looking. I was as I was saying to Kev. I was I, I was thinking about it on the way home, and each in the space of two orders, your mobile brigadas made twenty eight saves. Sorry, four orders. Four orders, not two. Four. Four, four. orders. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I remember rolling seven dice at one time 
at one. At yeah, you rolled you game. rolled seven dice at least twice. I think three times potentially. Yeah, because I I got crits on corpses as well, which doesn't count. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was um it was pre- it was pretty brutal. <laughs> so um but yeah that after sort of turn two with that happening it was sort of um yeah it, I didn't really have much chance of of um uh, winning on army points but I thought I could try and get my classifieds um had to go at killing had to go at trying knocking one of your um Kaisotsu un- yeah Kaisotsu unconscious but the riot girl was too efficient and killed it and then I was Look. like oh wait that was my that was my chance to get my classifieds oh well. <laughs> Um, I guess yeah. I'll drop a Hellcat in and see if I can boarding shotgun your link, and then you just dodge into CC and he died. Um, yeah, and that was pretty much pretty much game. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, my, my riot girl, my riot girl had a go at your tanko because I thought well, that's the only piece yes. I've got left. Um, I was in good range. I was in twenty four, five dice on thirteens versus your two on thirteens. Yeah, and the riot girl just turned into paste. She whiffed her shots and I rolled like a, I think I rolled an eleven or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like, you rolled an eleven and I couldn't like, beat it. Yeah, and you saw. I remember you saw the eleven, and you were like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah." So, but um, yeah, it was it was a fun game. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was good. Mm-hmm. I was I was pretty. I was tired at the end, but it was uh, it was. Oh, good. I was exhausted. So, I probably won't talk much about like what I think of the heavy infantry now because I'll leave that for. Yeah, we can we can, um, we can go to a, we can go to a break you, soon. Uh, you do have an event that you want to plug though, Julian, as we are aiming to get yes. one event each every month. At the moment, yes, the, uh, and this is April falls falls to yourself. This is hopefully a big one. I'm trying to because it'd be nice if we had two 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 day tournaments a year that were really big in Melbourne. So we got BCB obviously later in the year, and then I yes. was thinking, I'm hoping this event will sort of become. I, I, I've I've got a name for it now. I couldn't think of a name, so I just thought post Easter event. But you know what's going to be called? It's going to be called Poet Post Easter Tournament. So ah. I that was I thought that was pretty pretty nifty. So I'm hoping it'll run next. Pet. No, 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 poet. P O for post Easter. <laughs> I'm not calling it pet. I, I, I considered that. And I'm like, no, pet sounds shit. Poet the sounds O's, so it'll be capital P, small O. Yeah, Easter capital tournament. A, capital P, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, nice. It's on. Um, it's the weekend after Easter. Um, I couldn't find anywhere to host it on Easter, but I figured everyone's pulling me away then anyway. So that's why I thought a two-day yeah, tournament. Don't do it on Easter. We've got lives. Yeah, exactly. So April 10th um, starts at 10 o'clock on the Saturday. Um, there's nothing flashy about it. It's a 300-point two-day tournament. Um, two lists. The missions are capture and protect, uh, quadrant control, frontline acquisition, and panic room. So um a pretty interesting spread there. So probably going to regret oh, yeah. putting panic room in there because we've got to find a whole stack of objective rooms. But anyway, we'll figure it we out. We can make it. We can make it happen. I was looking at building lists for that today and I was like, okay, so I'm building one list for panic room and then one list for the other four missions. I was like, fuck you, pretty Julian. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, frontline and panic room kind of go well together because then no. frontline is also a mission we want to push forward. Yeah, so, but you can't really take infiltrators, which you, you would normally in frontline. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're basically but you don't have to. You can't. You can just. You can just take infiltrators and then not use them in in um, panic room. Just deploy them on the A inch line, which is and, and it's not as bad because you're not going to get eaten by the biotech vor zone on yeah. turn one. So yeah. and there's a lot of 
if you look at like Shaz, there's a lot of things in Panic Room that are infiltrators in camo that actually meet the prerequisites to hold the room. Oh yeah, like I was, I'm probably yeah. going to take Shaz for that Panic one because Man. yeah, no- Noctifer's are headquarters troops. They don't, they've got mm. um, mimetism, but they don't have uh, uh, infiltration. So and uh, the Sphinx is really good in both frontline and capture and protect because yeah. <laughs> Running a tear camouflage heavy flamethrower into a um, that room seems a bit spicy. So it would be interesting. And uh, your uh, the caption protect and quadrant control do both have those uh, depression zones, which yeah, the Sphinx can just move seven inches through because he's yes, like, bloop, 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 speedy boy. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think um, yeah, interesting spread. So um. It's a $40 entry fee, so um, it'll be obviously an ITS event. So um, we are doing raffles, giveaway raffles. So, um, you know, make certain that uh, you get signed up early. We do the giveaway raffles so that people sign up so we can organize um, prizes and stuff like that. So yeah. I got a whole stack of prizes today off of Toy Soldier Imports, some interesting ones there. So we'll um, um, hopefully... We'll, um, we'll have to talk, uh, we'll talk appraise as well. Um, as is tradition in all 2D events, um, mm. because the community has been dormant for some time, and, and as good as yesterday was, I don't actually think I got to speak to many people. There was a few, like I took I took Andrew home after the days, so we had a bit of a catch up there, but I know there's a few other guys there that I hadn't met before, or I'd uh, maybe spoken to online, um, mm. that I didn't really get to chat to, because you know, you're just so flat out um, during the day, and you, you do get lunch, but you're just kind of like, eat it, get back to playing. So yeah, um, a two day event would be good if we could, you know, organize a, a pub meal and get everyone together and and have a yeah. good, you know, good yeah. good chat. Burwood's got a few places around there, so um, we might um start thinking about that closer to the uh oh, the go to the, go to the go. Oh, we should book into the Burvale. Is that close? Actually, it's probably not that close. But I'm sure people can drive there if they want to afterwards. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we uh, can we can talk about that as we get closer. Yeah. So. Um, and we did have our latest raffle winner, who was Kale. So, um, well done, Kale! Woo, Kale! Uh, well yeah. Good job you for did, winning a raffle. <laughs> you, you won the. You won the. Uh, was it the ITS bit, uh, Wild Bill, oh, which Bill. is um, yeah. which is a much better prize to give somebody than the Aristea Mon, um Mendoza that was given away yeah. as a as a prize to um, Andrew yesterday by Val. Which I can't yeah. tell if that's like a a prize or a like a slap in the face. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> bit of A, bit of B. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Hey, it, hey, uh, hey! Well, with with the redo of military orders, we know that Mendoza is going to be featuring there. Then there'll be an opportunity for everyone to use that model with wings <laughs> in, in their military orders armies. It's going to be great. You're, he's he's going to be seeing so much playtime. It'll be amazing. The, Can the, you the, imagine Tabasco, like, Mendoza doing the, doing the facings for that model around like corners and stuff like that? Being like, yeah, he's facing forward looking this way and like the wings are fucking stopping you from like, yeah, he's, he's, he's only an inch and a half out from the building. How is he getting covered? No, no, no. He's actually touching the building. Uh, oh, well guys, have you got anything else we want to chat about, chat about before we uh, go on to the next segment? We'll have a bit of a, a bit of a break here and then we'll come back. Yeah. That no, sound good? All good. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. I'm going to go pee. <laughs> now you can just sorry <laughs> it's not covid you can just start whenever you want i'll just wash cool. it in with this beer wash down the covid with alcohol lovely lovely um as we've all 
sort of pointed out in this event we had yesterday, the heavy infantry has played a big role. I mean, if you listen to anything Julian just said, his entire force was basically heavy infantry or everything that did anything. Kev's oh, running his, uh, yeah, Kev's running his, his mobile regatta there. And for me, it was the Shang-Gi as a, as a wild card that just did a lot of work for the, for, in every game. So, um, and, and, and of, of the changes that have happened moving from N3 to N4, there's been some real big shakeups in, in how people look at uh, heavy infantry as a, as a viable sort of unit and, and how to build them into lists and differently in sectorials and vanilla and everything. So that's what we're going to cover tonight. We're going to have a chat about every type of, every different aspect of, of how to play them, uh, how they affect your list composition, different tactics and things like this. Um, we've got a bit of feedback from our Discord channel as well. We've got a Discord server, which you guys should definitely check out if you haven't. We've, we've, we're sort of fostering a real um, fun little community on there, which um, which we're all interacting with really well. And I find that you can get a much more interpersonal connection on using the Discord above just co constantly posting on Facebook and that sort of thing. So um, jump on Discord. You can find the links on our um, on our Facebook as well. Um, so we, we did a shout out, an announcement on the Discord uh, server to get input from the community as to sort of what our listeners want us to hear, what, sorry, want us to talk about. So um, so we'll cover that as we go along as well. So um, I guess the first thing that we want to kind of look at is talking about the strengths and weaknesses of um, of, of heavy infantry, the um, the different tactics and, and, and how to counter them. So, yeah. Something yeah, we'll um, we'll get into some thoughts. So, what what thoughts do we have on on strengths and weaknesses? Because I mean, we've we've spoken about heavy infantry back in N three, so I feel like the strengths and weaknesses probably haven't changed, but the game has changed around around them, right? Um, I th I think now more than ever with the change to crits, right? One of the strengths before about HI was their was their armor, but that could in N three that could always be bypassed just by your five percent chance of always of rolling a crit. Now, it's you double down on that armor because if you get crit, it's it's more important than ever to have a decent armor value so you can survive. Yeah, and and that one of those main strengths is their survivability there, and big armor on on anything now is is a huge plus. Unless you're rolling seven saves. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's it's still um, it's I mean, sure, it's still a numbers game. If you if you're rolling seven saves, you could you've still got a better chance of passing them than you do mm. of of failing them, right? Of, of yeah, being of just being crit. Yeah, I mean, like as an example, you know, mobile brigade or armor eight and cover. You are shooting me with a damage fourteen weapon. So using the way the CB want us to do armor saves now, fourteen. Uh, so damage fourteen minus eight is uh six so therefore the damage of the gun is now six so i need to roll more than a six to stay alive mm. which is not that hard no. <laughs> right? no. but if you're rolling seven saves something's gonna come something you're gonna roll low eventually right uh, but mm. before if you crit me you know when you crit me twice in one go that would be a down that would be a dead like an unconscious mobile brigada at least this mm. time i had a chance to roll saves against it yeah which is which not only feels better, but also um, does mean that I mean you know, you I could I could uh, I could just be passing saves for days, and then you just be like, oh, pushing shit up hell with the red fury. 
Mm, exactly, exactly. Um, so I think um, the other big thing for heavy infantry that I think I, I've found with like me running the, that that heavy that heavy heavy infantry list is the six two movement on a, most heavy infantry is huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. That's massive. Like I mean, if, you, if you're just maneuvering, it's in yeah. six two is the same as four four, right? Yeah. It's because totals eight if you move move, but having that six as your first mount move value yeah. when you are engaging and when you're getting into certain spots with the second part of your order being a shoot or something else then it's it is absolutely a game changer the big and, one yeah. i've found is that people like they'll be like yeah I've, I've locked down this heavy infantry with this linked missile launcher or a linked sniper or a linked foyer back and they can't get to there um they're gonna have to come out and fight i mean generally the heavy infantry's going to beat them within like 16 but at like 32 then it's like no way it's not going to win but what happens is, is that people go cool i'll just cautious move past that gap six inches and they're like oh okay and then i'll now move six two and then another six oh, and now i'm within 24 and you're at like say it's a missile launcher you're at zeros minus three for whatever mimetism i have and yeah uh, and I'm now you're now at next six and I'm hitting on straights. And, it, and it plays it plays into this environment that we're now in where we're capped at fifteen troopers. So mm. when orders are less, um having something that can move two inches more for every short skill means that you're mm. using less orders potentially overall to get where you need to go to to engage. You know, mm. you're round, you're basically like you're basically covering the entire length of a building in that six inch move to get mm. to a position where you can shoot somebody from. Um, as opposed to being four, where you might need to spend two orders to get there. So yeah, that's most a massive, buildings massive are eight bonus long. Hmm? Most buildings are eight, eight inches long. Well, yeah, I mean, it just it just means you're just you're, you're just covering more ground, whatever that ground is. You're you're moving mm. further um, every order you spend. So that's another big advantage of not every heavy infantry, right enough. Like there are some uh, weird exceptions, um, like. Okay. Diakai, yeah, Diakai is like a, he's yes. a bit of a one of a kind yes. kind of trooper, but there's like yeah. there's some I've noticed that are like oh that's weirdly four four. Like I think the orc is four four. There's a couple I can't remember what they are off the top of my head, but it's not every one. So you do have to yeah. you do have to check check army uh, to make sure yeah. that they are six two move and not four four. Yeah, the um, the, cra- the cranes in, in Invincible Army they're four four still. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like uh, some that you th- you would think that they'd be six two, and then you realize they're four four. You think Janissaries are four four in Hack Islam, mm. um, that kind of thing. Um, so other um, other strengths of um, heavy infantry. What like I think um, I guess as as an extra to the armor, I guess BTS is generally another thing that will be higher on a heavy infantry, like mm. minimum three, um, you know, up to nine. Um, in some cases, if you're talking about like the Asawira or the Knight of Justice, which just means that, you know, you know, hit them with the flash pulse, I don't give a shit. Um, hit them with hacking, they they're more they're more likely to 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 fight it off. Um or nanopulsers or you know, those kind of weird exotic weapons like um a viral sniper rifle, which was like a favorite weapon of mine in N3, um, you know, come up against uh, like a Knight of Justice before and gone, ah, oh, oh damn like armor 12 and cover like bts 12 and cover like ugh, yeah it's not gonna go you know it's nothing's gonna nothing's gonna go through there so mm. that's another another thing yeah i think um the i think the other big change that's again it's a lot of it's like it's not 
it's like I'm trying to think of the the, the phrase. It, it, it's like when something happens by accident, um, but it's beneficial. I, I, I can't think of the phrase. Um, um, serendipity. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I know yeah. what you're meaning. It's um, yeah. coincidental? No. Co- I guess we'll just, we'll just say coincidental, where like back in N3, the, a lot of people would take the heavy infantry, but then not take the stuff to support the heavy infantry long term because they're like, why would I spend 18 points on a doctor when I can spend six points and get three more locks, for example? Right. Um, yeah. And whereas now it's like, I can't actually fit that in. I actually have the 18 points. Now I'm going to take the doctor and the engineer to support the the heavy infantry so I can keep on going and going and going with Milo. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like before that wasn't the case. So a lot of the times you put the heavy infantry in an isolated or, or, immobilized state or or you know unconscious and you'd be like cool that's it move on my morlocks will move up whereas now there's you, there's a chance you're going to get it up because you're taking those pieces to support it mm. I, I think and, sorry nick you can go ahead i was just going to mention in, in that as well like so many of your really ace uh heavy infantry pieces these days may also be uh wildcard troops if you're playing a mm. sectoral then you can chuck them. It's very easy to chuck them into a five-man link, and that link can include all the things that you need to support them really well. Mm-hmm. So, like you, you can chuck an engineer in there potentially, and a paramedic, as mm-hmm. well as some hackers as well to give them a bit of hacking coverage and that sort of thing. Um, there's some real synergies that you get from these um, from 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 these link teams. I, th- um, mm-hmm. I guess to add on to that, um, with the limited uh, order slots and um, what you were just talking about is heavy infantry. I guess we we always look at them through, or quite often look at them through the frame of like, this is our heavy attack piece. This is our like HMG toting kill everything that it looks at piece. But mm. there's also some amazing specialist options that you can um, use that are heavy infantry. And you know mm. you were just saying hacking there before. You know there's some really good heavy infantry hackers um, mm. who. Like you know, you may have a go who can just like take a hit and keep going, you know, mm. and and are are well protected, and um and and can do can do a lot of stuff. Uh, I find myself like building a link and going, oh, I've got I'll put an Aglesi on this link. Actually, I've got like twenty points left. I'll I'll actually upgrade this Aglesi to a boarding shotgun mobile brigada, who is now a real like you know if you try and penetrate that link, this guy's gonna be like really you know he's gonna be a real pain in the ass for you to um for you to take on so mm. you know we, we you know we look at the hmgs but we should also be looking at these um like the doctor profiles the engineer profiles the hacker profiles the 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 you know the, the ones with the specialist equipment because they can get shit done better than mm. like your your line trooper can mm. um, and, now, and now you've got slots available to um put them in yeah and like i i think the other thing is the general costing as well like Back in and and three, I, I've been taking the Damaro Ford Observer and the Harris with Neko and a Tanko a lot mm-hmm. with JSA, and it's just such a good piece because like he's not the best gunfighter in the world, but he wants when he gets within that sixteen inches, like four dice on you know twelves isn't terrible, um, and he's you know he can push buttons well, um, but the real killer is that if you get close to him. 
He's got stuff like EM grenades and he can dodge well into close combat. He's got two wounds. Like he's just such a versatile piece mm-hmm. when he's supported by that link. Um, and before an N3, I'll never run it simply because in N4, he's 27 points, but in N3, he was 37 points. Like, yeah, right. Just, you know, ridiculous. Like that he's no, I mean, he was overcosted then, but now he's like, he's pretty cheap. Um, and he provides a lot of utility for that link team. Um, and he's almost like a delivery mechanism for Neko to get in there and just be like delete pieces. So, yeah, I am. Um, you're right on the the whole pieces that are or heavy infantry that are multi role. Um, you know, you're more inclined to take them take them now these days as opposed to back in N3. It was like, why would I take the Damaru Spitfire or the Damaru um, Combi Rifle Ford Observer when I can take the Tanko Missile Launcher? You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, even just the Kisatsu, you know, if you wanted to save on yeah. points because you wanted to have more mm. orders. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, what are some of the weaknesses then of heavy infantry in N4? Well, we all know that hacking is probably the biggest weakness to them. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it, it is and it isn't. Hacking mm. hacking is a, an obvious counter to heavy infantry units because they are susceptible to mm. so many hacking programs. But in saying that, yeah. you... Uh, Sorry, also I'm just cracking to... another beer there, mate. I, I can't do it quietly. I have to mute myself. Professional podcasters. <laughs> you're also, as, as I was saying, you're, you're, you are really able to support your heavy infantry so well to, in certain circumstances, really heavily negate the threat of hacking, right? By putting, if, you, if you're running, if you're in a sectorial, for example, having your own hackers in your link team so that if you're getting hacked, then you're potentially hacking your opponent straight back. Having uh, the, some of these units, like, I mean, we'll talk about this unit specifically because it's in one of my top three, but the shang APHMG with a tin bot, right? Tin bot next six. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get hacked because people don't bother. Mm. Yeah, he is, he, is a, he is a self-contained, like, killing machine and also, yeah, fuck you if you're trying to hack me. And he's not the only one who's like that. There's, there's, there's multiple. Yeah, there's a bunch of them like that. That are that are kill pieces that also have their own inbuilt self defense. Yeah, but it's it's still it's still a weakness though. Like you cannot you yeah. cannot immobilize or isolate a, a fusilier, right? But you can you can do to an orc, and that is an an inbuilt weakness. Like um you know an, an example would be my game against Lachlan yesterday where he had one orc and four fusiliers. Um, I'd already dropped a re- repeater, but before he could even activate that link, he had to get rid of that repeater because as soon as he activated the link. I had to mobilize or isolate his orc, so he had to break the link, move a fusilier out, kill, destroy the repeater, and then reform the link to carry on with his day. So if that was him an order and a command token. Yeah, exactly, just to do that, um, because he couldn't risk having his orc isolated. Mm. Um, you know, so that's that is a, that is definitely still a weakness. Um, and I think I'm wondering, like, I mean, our game, Julian, we're talking about afterwards is like, oh, I I had Uhahu who had pictures. Mm. Like, I could have yeah. just thrown some pictures out was- there. And I was super surprised when you deployed them all the way over the other side. Yeah, I, was like, I, I, I had, yeah, yeah, like I said, my, my plan was to do classifies with them. I didn't think about yeah. the picture until later in the game, and, and yeah. by then it was too late. But that's something that yeah. I'm maybe still getting my head around in N4 is using hacking in that way. Like I did it in my game against Lachlan because the list was designed to do that. Um, It was more of a sort of like, oh, I could have done that in our game. So um, to be to be fair in our game, though, the real estate was so limited on that side. I don't know where they would have gone. 
No, um, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's that's and that's the other thing. other thing we we just talked about putting them on that side of your Jimbo just would have been like excellent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Didn't true. Yeah. So 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 hacking is a is a, is a weakness for them, and yeah. and hacking is should be more prevalent in N four given that heavy infantry and tags are more popular. Um, hacking is potentially more it's more dangerous, I think, than it was in N three as well. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, every point. list, every every list that I'm building at the moment has the ability to put out a repeater network yeah. because when your opponent is running up heavy infantry, just like you said, if there's repeaters in the way, they will go out of their way, spending orders to mm. either avoid the repeaters or try and shoot the repeaters. And if they're shooting at repeaters, it means they're not shooting at shooting your, you. your units. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, um, Another weakness, is, I guess. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I was going to go into another weakness, but if you want to go into it, oh, we're just just going to talk about EM. Ah, oh, I was going to talk about a different one, slightly okay. different. Well, you want to? Okay, well, we don't. We'll talk, we'll talk about EM, and then we'll get to your one. Yeah. So, um, EM, similar to hacking, affects heavy infantry especially hard, and that it um, immobilizes and immobilizes and isolates them, unless they're mm. a, um, a veteran. And that can really put you at a severe disadvantage. For example, if you're an orc, you're whip 12. If you get hit with EM, you're fucked until you can get an engineer over. What are the what are the main vet, uh, sort of delivery mechanisms that you would say you'd find for EM? Because I don't really see them that. I've never use it in my lists. I've got a really um, spicy one for you. So that Damari that I was talking about, that Ford Observer with the EM grenades. Yeah. I, 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 this is why I was so fucking frothing when I was playing Ryan Kirby to get into that Marut because there's a cheeky situ- there's a cheeky way where you get close to a tag within four inches or so because they're always hiding around a corner, right? Or even another heavy infantry. And this piece has a combi rifle um, AM grenades. So you come around the corner and you're like, what are you going to do? Are you gonna like either template me? Which in that case, I'm gonna throw two EM grenades at you, and then Neko and Co are gonna fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Or are you gonna dodge? In which case, I'm just gonna keep moving because yeah. I'm six two, and I'll get you on the next order. Or are you gonna try and shoot me? In which case, I'm still gonna throw the EM grenades at you because I'm on like sixteens. Like yeah. I found that's such a good delivery mechanism for EM is is um like on 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 platforms like the Damari where you you people make that decision where they're like, fuck, do I get EM grenaded or do I sit there and get shot at, you know? Yeah, no, like, uh, uh, you're right. I, th- I think EM is still, it's still rare enough in the factions where it's not on, you know, you don't have an EM HMG, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. so you can't, you can't just be like <laughs> chucking out burst five. But I mean, like, there's, you know, there's two examples from my games on the weekend. You got yeah. Raul, who can drop in on 16s with an Evo, and he's got an EMCC weapon, and he's martial yeah. arts level three, and he's natural born warrior. So he is, yeah. Like if he gets into CC with even a dom- like a Damaro, he's more than mm. likely to, um, to to put it down. Um, mm. The 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 uh, bandit has EM mines. Um, just from my faction alone, you've got Emily who's got EM grenades and an X visor. Um, it's not. You're right. It's it's not a uh, uh, omnipresent. Like it's not really as common as say as hacking is no no but it's something that is become a it's more of a tool like you know last episode we were talking like gavin was talking about having you know he wishes ariadna had more em because you know real realistically 
they probably should have a bit more EM, given that they lack in some other aspects of um, being able to like put down those heavier pieces, unless it was with an APHMG. So you know, e- EM is like a constant threat. Like Riot Girls have Blitzins, uh, Tango have Blitzins. I, I sure, got a lot of work out of my Blitzins. Yeah, and sure they're disposable, but they're still like an arrow. They're still like poison mm. to a, a tag. Yeah, well, poison to a lot of stuff. It's not a tag. Like, well, true. Yeah, as even, tank, yeah. Like, against Hector, I stopped his entire attack with a Blitzen shot that connected because mm-hmm. he couldn't do anything with the model afterwards. Yeah. And, and when when EM hits, because it's like half your BTS and you take two saves, mm. it's very likely to like put a heavy infantry, like turn him into a brick. So, mm. um, it's yeah, it's not like you can't just have it on like you can't have a burst five eight you know em thing but um for sure it's um something that you have to be aware of when you're running uh heavy infantry senior massacre i forgot until this morning has em grenades mm. um which, yeah people forget about it yeah because I, I you know he has a clip smoke i forget he has em grenades and you know when you're in a link that's you can spec fire those grenades pretty effectively on either a 10 or a 13 mm. um with an eight and it's that's devastating if you're trying to like shut down a, a heavy infantry or in any like anything really, um, because mm. they just affect. They can just really fuck everything up. Mm. Um, so that's another. I guess there are other. We oh, sorry. Did you want to talk about the another weakness, Julian? I yeah, was going to say their cost. A, <laughs> that's that's yeah. a weakness. It's more that because the 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 cap on orders and models is a thing now. I see a lot of people. They um. That overextend with their heavy infantry, um, and they 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 push real hard and try and kill stuff because everyone castles up real hard these days, mm. and it it um it ends up getting them killed because heavy infantry. The one thing that they're generally not very good at is their amazing attack pieces, but they're not generally good at being reactive, um, except if they're like a missile launcher in a link, um. And so I see a lot of people push up their heavy infantry real hard and fast and kill like two or three, you know, things. And then they're like, oh, cool. Now my turn. I kill your heavy infantry. So they've exchanged, you know, their 60-point heavy infantry for 30 points worth of fusiliers, for example. Like it's not mm. a good trade. Yeah. Um, so I guess like what, you, what you're kind of getting at there is that the weakness is that people – because of all the bust, buffs that they've gotten and the way that they are so powerful at the moment, people can yeah. overextend with them and are yeah. kind of overconfident and overestimate yeah. their, Estimate their abilities. abilities. Yeah. And like, that's one of the things I've been doing with my JSA is if I go first, which a lot of the times I do, um, I kill what's up, but I don't go hunting first turn. I move up to the halfway line and set up shop because I've got the orders to do it. And like everything's got a template weapon, so yeah. The only thing it's, that really scares me, it tags are want to get close to them because if I get dodges off into close combat, like the tags are fucked. <laughs> um, so the only thing that really scares me is hackers. But even then, like getting a hacker to get up there and and hack those guys is, as I was mentioning with Eureka in that link, is like it's a bit annoying because you might end up mobilizing three or four of them, but Eureka can just turn around and get them all back going with a couple of orders. Yeah, um, I think. Sorry, Ooh. I think it's like the weakness there is. You know, they're still, and and with the, with with a few notable exceptions, Tanko, for instance, like they're you're looking at thirty plus points for a model. So, mm-hmm. if you do use them recklessly, you you can lose a tenth of your army in one order. 
Mm. Um, or or more than that, like you're talking about the the Night of Justice, right? It's a fifty point model that yeah. just got that you know it wasn't used recklessly by any means. Like you know that was a good play by Hector, but obviously you know he got unlucky. It He's went down, up. and that's fifty yeah. points that you've just lost. Whereas you could have just had a seventeen point, you know, whatever fusely or missile launcher up there, and and uh, it would have died still too. Mm. Um, but you wouldn't have been yeah. nearly as sad about it. Like I mean, one that I'm a big fan of, which is the Hack Tower. Uh, which has now got an NCO option, which is amazing when you've got access to Lieutenant Level 2, that model by itself is 65 points. Mm-hmm. If you're then combining it with a, with a Lieutenant that's giving you Lieutenant Level 2 for an extra 20 points, so he gets the extra orders, if he dies, you're not going to be able to really use those orders anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of you're investing almost 90 points to yeah. into one unit. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, it's it's a, a it's, it's only It really does only have two wounds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's ninety points that, like, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's like you think of what you could get for ninety points: a sphinx, like, <laughs> and a sphinx can potentially do a lot more damage than as well. Actually, is probably a better gunfighter than a hack tower in many ways. Um, yeah, so. it's just it's just um, you know you, you're kind of locking yourself into running these um, these big pieces. Um, but you know that's a lot of your points can, can go up in smoke if they gets hit by a a, jag, a a ten point jaguar in close combat. Unless of course you're a Dom, you know, Domaru who can you know can you can wear that. It's just like yeah, cool. Let's just fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. and fight. Yeah, but I guess like we're in the situation now with the, the with the unit cap in that you've got the points, you got to put them somewhere, right? Mm. So. Yep. Some some of these heavy infantry are just so cheap now. That yeah, tanko a seventeen points, like you know, ridiculous. Yeah, it's silly. It's it's silly how cheap they are. Yeah, and like um, the the profile, like the actual tankos themselves in that link team are fucking amazing because they're they protect the 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 gunfighters in your reactive turn because they sit on corners and go come around the corner and fight me and I'll just double template you and die. I don't care. Or mm-hmm. I'll engage you. And in which case you're really in trouble then. Cause the only thing that's going to beat me is like a specialist close combat fighter. Um, and even then those specialist close combat fighters have probably double, if not triple the points of what a tanko is. So I'm not too fussed if that's happening. Like, yeah, yeah it's, a, they're a, they're a very interesting profile. The, the tanker. Well, we can get into that. I mean, I don't know if you want to go over any more strengths or weaknesses or or we've been kind of talking about counters to them there, but do we want to move into what you were just saying there is a tanker was great, but it's it's great because you can put it in a link team. So yes. we want to talk yeah. about heavy infantry, uh, um, vanilla versus, well, not vanilla versus sectorials, but like how a heavy infantry changes when you put it in a sectoral. Mm. So mm. we are talking before there about how N4 has opened the door a little bit more um, in being able to put like four cheap troops and one beefy heavy infantry. Um, mm. But of course, with N4 being the way it is, you might not want to, you might not want to do that. You might want to have two or three heavy infantry in that link rather than just one. Um, mm. But, you know, so what, what, what do we think? I mean, we all run sectorals at the moment. So yeah. what do we think about how N4 is sort of shaping that heavy infantry meta link team thing? Well, I don't think I'm, um... Like going back to the tanko as an example, you're using if like let's say JSA had a vanilla version of itself, right? Where you yeah, okay, JSA is an exception because it yeah, is a sectoral, yeah. but yeah, but, but you um, wouldn't but you um, wouldn't really run them singly. 
Yeah, you wouldn't want them singly. No, absolutely not. Like they're, they're too expensive to serve the purpose of like a, a corner guarding, you know, unit. Although um, saying that, they do mm-hmm. have frenzy, right? They do. Well, no, they're just impetuous. They're okay, so, if, so if you want to get the extra orders at them, you can break the link and use their yeah. impetuous order. So so exactly. they can be used without outside yeah. of a link, but it's more, more of a niche application. Yeah, but even then you're delivering them to get there with a link team that yes. like allows them to get there. In vanilla, you probably wouldn't have that as much because it'd be like running out and getting down down at range potentially. Yeah. Um, so I think the difference I see with vanilla heavy infantry versus sectorial heavy infantry is that the link team builds something that's average into something that's amazing, whereas the, the, the vanilla stuff, you're taking things that are like the heavy infantry starting off at a much higher price ceiling. You're, you're taking, taking the, like the cream pieces anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you take the Crease of Orax, the Mo Wang, um, the Hack Towers, you said. Um, you're not taking things like a Tanko missile launcher or a Riot Girl missile launcher um, by itself. Mm-hmm. So, And yeah. the difference and- is the pieces is, is that like you're taking the aggressive gunfighter piece. You're not taking the ARO piece in vanilla. You're taking the, I'm going to spend orders on this and do shit. Whereas in... in um, sectorials you're going i'll take the tanko missile launcher or the the riot girl because they can sit back and do aro duty yeah like i mean looking at that shang g that i spoke about before as an example mm-hmm. right it's got an aphmg uh, uh tactical awareness so he gives himself an extra order which is key uh, at the moment um where you're limited on orders he's got his neg six uh tin bot so he's got his own little hacking protection i'd still probably call him Probably a, maybe seven and a half, eight out of ten by himself. Um, yeah, but he's being able to put him into a five-man link in a in a sectorial. He's a ten out of ten, right? Yeah, you you would you would be doing yourself a disservice by not taking that unit if you put it if, as a wild card into a five-man link. Hmm. In vanilla, am I taking him? It's a definite maybe because while he is still seven and a half to 8 out of 10 on his own, there's still other units that, as heavy infantry, are closer to 9 or 10 out of 10s, in my opinion, Um, and could potentially get more work done, might have visual mods and and, and other things on them that make them superior to that guy. Um, So... Like it, there is definitely a, a different train of thought in the in the way you approach it when you, when you're looking at using something that's a wild card in a five man link versus am I actually going to take this uh, as a solo piece in a in a in a vanilla, in a vanilla list? Mm. And there's a, there's only I can only think of like a few exceptions to the rule of that being like the first one that comes to mind is the the veteran Kazakh APHMG because he's an amazing piece outside of the link and then when you put him in a link he's like godly. Um, and then the, um, the Zencha, for example, like that's a pretty good piece. Um, it's not in the link. Um, no, it's not a Zencha. But, it's, but it's a, it's, it's a cheap heavy infantry piece that you would take regardless if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he I think him being heavy infantry is, 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 uh, it, uh, I think the word you were looking for earlier on is incidental. Incidental. That's yeah. yes. You're right. That's what it's, I'm it's for. the fact that Zench is, in, is uh, heavy infantry is incidental. You're taking him because he's an infiltrating camel specialist. That's why you're taking exactly. him. The fact exactly. that he's got one one and a half wounds is just and, good. And he doesn't fit the mold of the heavy infantry that we were talking about in 
um, vanilla where you're like, I'm taking the heavy infantry to go fight shit at range. No, or- but yeah, the, the 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 point the point is is like yeah, you're you're taking heavy. Generally speaking, you're taking heavy infantry and vanilla that mm. do the gunfighting for you. There, like there are, um, you know, the Vet Kazakh, the Asiwira Spitfire, the mm. Shangji APHMG. There are some um, other ones that I've played around with. Um, the Hakislam um, Janissary Doctor, um, just because he can heal two wounds on something like an Alpha Seed or an Azrael or Tariq. Um, mm-hmm. He's like 35 points. You know, he's expensive, but he does a lot of stuff. Like going back to what we were talking about before, he's, he's, he's a doctor, but he's also a BS-14 doctor with an AP rifle light shotgun who's armor four and has two wounds. So I'm like, you know, he does a little bit different. Um, he's not like an auto include, but he's something that you could like get work done and do more than just shoot shit with. Um, but he's like, you know, that's an, maybe an exception that I would specify in that particular faction. Mm. Um, so you, uh, you talked earlier on about uh, the Moang and the what was the other guy you mentioned? Moang and the Kriza. So Kriza, yeah. These are these are what you might typically think about as solo solo pieces, and they've got mm. something in common in that they're both S five heavy infantry. Yeah, um, which CBs like. I feel like they like every new faction that came out had one of these in the army somewhere. That was mm. like you will run this as your beat stick. So, yeah. What do we think about these guys in N four? I think um, from what I've seen, the mistake a lot of people make because I see them die a lot in the first turn is that people they get like trigger happy with them and they're like, I've got to use this to go kill stuff. That's my attack piece. And when they're going first, and they move it all the way up, as I was saying, they overextend and that piece dies and gets very little value. I think the, the the better play with them is to not actually do a lot with them first turn, sort of move them around and into a position where they can get a lot of work done in turn two. Um, I think that's that's what I think those sorts of pieces are, is they're turn two and turn three, like, bully pieces. But you're, you're um, talking about that in a... In a uh, sorry, I guess um, to rephrase the discussion, we're talking about, like, sectorals versus... Vanilla, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. like, like a Kriza is available in Vanilla Nomads, right? And he's great piece. He's also mm. available in Tunguska, as who's like who's core linkable with Holoman, Holoman, right? And that's a very different piece. It's a very, mm. very, very different piece. Like they're both very good. It's but, funny. Um, he's one of those pieces where you know how we're talking about how like things average, like you know what I mean, like things that are average become really good. Yeah. That's why you take them. He's one of those pieces that's like amazing, but then I feel like in a link team, he's like too much of an investment. Like he's, because he's already good enough on his own. Like you don't yeah, need to take him in a link team. Yeah, yeah. And like, like if he goes down, are you, are you going to be spending points on a Holloman Spitfire? Like, or are you just going to have two Holloman with combi rifles that are going to be able to do jack shit? Like, and they're still 30 points, 35 points, and they're just a combi rifle, BS-13 combi rifle. Like, you know, if someone – and on top of that, if someone gets into close combat with them, like, and fucks the whole link up, like, that's half your army gone, like, in, 
in one order, you know. So, sorry, what are you, three so what are you saying then? I'm saying like there's there's certain pieces that I almost feel like the S5 heavy infantry, except for the Diokai, that's probably the exception. They're, they're, <laughs> of course you'd think that. Yeah, well, it's he's not that great by himself, but he comes good in the link team. Um, yeah, um, because it, it can be a cheap link team. Yeah, exactly. Those S five link teams or those S five pieces, sorry, they I feel like they're they're much better by themselves. I guess a lot uh, of them aren't that linkable. You know, you've got what is yeah. it like the Daikai, the Kriza. Yeah, and is that is it? Can you think of any others, Nick? That are the, I mean, the the Moang can go in a duo. That's it. Yeah, right. Which, which like, if you're taking him with Crit Cockrum as an engineer, so they both move each other up the board, that's not a bad idea. Hmm. But but it's still like a hundred points for two well, models. That- no, but I think what what you're saying yeah. is like is like you is we're talking about sectorals versus vanilla, right? So you're 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 putting generally speaking, you're putting things into links to buff them, right? Mm. You're getting no buffs out of a duel other than mobility, which is which is. Which is fine, but you're not you're not gonna be like, oh my god, I can't wait to like run this. It's gonna be so so amazing. Mm. You're doing it because it's like this is efficient. It's and it could be interesting. Um, yeah. But outside the Diakai and the and the Kriza, I think those are the only two S five HI in the game I can think of that are actually core linkable, or even yeah. Harris linkable. I can't think of any. Yeah. So, I'm sure, like, I'm so sure. generally speaking, they're 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 solo pieces anyway. Mm. Um, and like Sujan and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, well, we 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 we, 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 we need to go back to what we were, the original question was. I've I've strayed too far off topic now. Um, what they, the, I guess, the surface, the the purpose that I found with S five heavy infantry in is that I found them to be more of a vanilla piece. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that could change with military orders. Who knows? The chunky boy might be like, don't want to touch that in. You know, vanilla, but in in military orders, he might be amazing. Well, that's a that's a really good point. Um, you know, Pano is one of those sectoral, uh, one of those factions that I don't see many people play vanilla. Um, mm. But maybe with the MO release, maybe we might see. You know, if you can run that um, chonky knight in Ooh. vanilla, Ugh, I guess there's so many good gunfighters in Pano anyway. Like, do you need another? Yeah, like you know, I, I, I guess what I keep thinking is like, it's like sixty points and like. A cutter's ninety. Like you're gonna fucking take the cutter. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I'd be interested yeah. to see if he is linkable because that would be um, that'd be interesting. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah. I just um, I don't know about S five heavy infantry outside of vanilla. Uh, I think the only one I would take in a link would be, obviously, there's only two, but the only one I would take would be the Diokai. Like, yeah, crazy teams. Like, don't get me wrong, it's amazing. It's a burst six HMG, but you're paying like fifty extra points, sixty extra points for an extra burst. Yeah, um, just to have two haul them in alongside, yeah, and not getting that much utility out of it. And if you have an cagey opponent who just likes to stick their head down, like it, it seems like a bit of a waste. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, and the 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 Kreezer is like HMGs generally longer range um mm. whereas something like a diokai which has got a red fury or the moang which the the diokai and the, and the moang are very similar because like in the law they were both built on the same sort of frame kind of thing mm-hmm. um th- they're kind of more medium 
uh, range gunfighters with the Spitfires and multi-rifles and Red Furies and that sort of thing. Um, so they can do more hunting, uh, mm. and if they do get into that close quarters, they're kind of more effective at those ranges as opposed to the longer range gunfighter. If someone really does bunker down real hard, mm. if you walk in, if you within 12 inches or 8 inches with a HMG, have fun. Yeah, yeah I'm going to put out a hot take. I, I honestly believe that HMGs on heavy infantry, I don't know, it just feels so wasted. Like, I'd much rather all the games I've played so far with heavy infantry, I've always like, yeah, I'd much rather have the Spitfire or I'd much rather have the Missile Launcher or the Red Fury. I think- I, I've just found that 8 to 24 is just such a nice spot for heavy infantry. I think that depends, right? I mean, um, something like the Knight of Justice with a Spitfire is amazing because he's also great in close combat and can defend himself. Um, a mobile brigada, for instance, doesn't really want to get that close to you, so wants to probably spend like stay sixteen inches away to um, leverage that burst five HMG. Um, mm. And a Daikai, again, he wants to get close to you. The whole JC wants to get close to you. So if the Daikai did have an HMG, I think I'd agree with you. I'd rather him have a Spitfire or a Red Fury. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But I think it really depends on what they go into, like what they go into mm. in a link, what they go into in a in. A, um, um, so you know, one of my favourites is the Asabira sp- AP Spitfire. You know, mm. six two move, uh, great in close combat, has berserk. Like, yeah, if that thing had an HMG, I'd be like, Ugh. like, because I yeah. want to be in that sixteen inch range band with that thing, because I want to be, um, you know, leveraging that against a, a tag or leveraging that against a link, and mm. then being like, oh, do you want to get in close combat with me? Sure, like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I think it, I think it really depends on, um, yeah, what their what uh, their kind of what the role is. You know, are they like yeah. are they these the um, like go like looking at some of the questions we've been asked on the Discord, like um, the sort of your are they like your baseline heavy infantry or are they super specialized, um, killing machines? You know what like what do they do? You know, yeah. mobile brigada yeah. is a pretty vanilla, uh, albeit very good heavy infantry. It's still a very Generic heavy infantry, whereas a Diakai yeah, um, or even a Tanko is very specialized. Yeah, I mean something even more generic than a than a mobile grotto would be like your baseline Zuyong for Yujing, right? Yeah, are you going yeah. to take something like that in vanilla? No way, not a chance. Right, you might build it up in a in a link team in Invincible Army, or they're also takeable in um, that NA two army that I the name escapes me, um, but dash at. But mm-hmm. am I am I taking them in vanilla Yujing? No way, no way. Are there um, any um, baseline heavy infantry that you might take in vanilla, or 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 even a sectorial that's not linked? Like just like include that in the discussion. I mean, I, I mentioned the janissary not, doctor, but that he has a very specific set of skills, and that he is also a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, it's not something I would reach for every time. It's just something that is quite useful. The Vet Kazakh. Um, yep, Vet Kazakh. Yeah, we discussed him. Yeah. yeah, but not not. I'm not talking about the HMG because that's like the um, like the actual other profiles oh, there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, a good, that's actually a good point. Yes. What you other take, profile like, would you take there? Rifles and AP rifle, heavy flamethrowers, and there's a few profiles there that are like quite good by themselves. Um, so, did you see he's got the T2 rifle? Is he a specialist as well? I think 
So I can't remember. It's been a while since I've had a look at Ariadna. Mm. I've sort of, um, I've sort of lost interest in them. Um, <laughs> as you might have <laughs> Um, um, you've been listening to too much Lost of the Tenant. Yeah, I'd say talking, talking smack on Ariadna. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a forward observer or a paramedic vet Kazakh with a T2 yeah. rifle, light flamethrower. Forward observer that I was that I I, I really was, he gets a flash pulse as well. The Ooh, reason yeah. why I like that profile is that in like highly classified or any mission we have a lot of classifieds. The fact that he can do your follow up missions, um, mm-hmm. your veteran missions. And your Ford Observer missions, he's just like a fucking toolbox that and, just goes, I'll just do all these things. And, and I'll the heavy infantry. And, yeah. the and the heavy infantry missions. That's what yeah, follow-up that's is. That's the follow-up is, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, that was, I guess that's what we mentioned earlier on as one of the strengths of heavy infantry is that the, you can get these like durable toolboxes in the game. So um, like what's a, oh, I just I was thinking about one before. I've just forgotten what it was. Uh, called the isn't the the French one? I mean, I know they're not really heavy infantry, but the mob lots. <laughs> they're, not, they're medium infantry that have heavy infantry in the name. Well, they're heavy. They're still heavy. They're classified as heavy infantry. Says <laughs> HI. It's heavy infantry. Yeah, yeah. Morimers. Morimers are fucking gross now. They cost more than a um a tanker. I think you shouldn't be comparing across factions, Julian. Oh no. Shouldn't because <laughs> a sad sax of shit as a faction. They're so bad. <laughs> oh, like, don't say that. They're I not run that. I know you've run them, but I know you've to you're... Play beginner players because they're so hot shit trash that even if I play my best, I know I'll fucking lose. And so I'll give them a good game and they can see that I'm actually pushing myself, right? What about as a what about <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll do this dumb move and run this guy out and get killed so that the game stays interesting as a competitive game. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. My best unit is a fucking Luke Guru and a Link team or a fucking, um, uh, what's his name? The the Briscard. Briscard? Yeah. But, I mean, the, to counter that point, Julian, you're not encountering new players who are playing French because they can't buy the French anymore. No, I'm not talking. I'm saying I'm running it as as a, a way to introduce people to the game because I ma- I know I'll lose, so I don't have to fucking try and actually make myself lose. That's what you I'm trying what? to say. You know what? No, no, fuck you. I don't deserve, I don't agree. So right, mob, mob, if you're mob, gonna mention mob, no, 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 no. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with mob lots. Right, yeah. mob lot infiltration, mimetism, neg three, AP rifle, light shotgun, EM mines. Right. Okay. He's okay. Sure. Word. He's thirty-two <laughs> points. He's a little bit pricey. <laughs> That's a fucking point, man. Thirty-two fucking points. He's a little bit pricey. I'm not gonna lie. Bro, but bro, the fucking Zensha is less than stop him. Stop comparing across factions, you fuck it. Like, stop it. I, but like, bro, they don't. They don't have anything with two wounds apart from one fucking model. Thirty and one points tag. for a sapper HMG. Mimetism. That's not bad. The veteran Kazakh has two wounds and gets mimetism all the fucking time and is an AP HMG. He's like, more than a half wounds. Yeah, okay, not, not like I'm just I'm yeah. just stirring you. I'm just stirring you. Sorry, sorry we got into the Ariadna hole. I'm glad Gavin's on this episode now. But yeah, Gavin um, would on as well. The only saving grace of French is Wolfgang in the link team, and even then he's like he, he's like, oh, 
I'm as good as a Damaru, and that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Fair, fair enough, right. Um, um, I was going to say, I internalized my thoughts while I was having my rant about the whole Spitfire, Red Fury versus HMG thing. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I really like them on heavy infantry in link teams and outside of link teams and why I think I like my HMGs on um, either tags or mimetism MSV profiles is that I fe- most heavy infantry doesn't have high visual mods except for the exception of like the Krees or the Moang and stuff like that. So why I like it being taking those average profiles and them having Spitfires and Red Furies is that because they're now mostly 6-2, you can move up to that range where that missile launcher is at neg three and you're at plus three. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not well, he's at zeros with the missile launcher. Let's say zeros, but plus three. Yeah. So you're negating that 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 ability that it has in that link team very easily whilst putting burst five at them. Yeah, fair um, I, so that's why I like it. Um, whereas I found 99% of the time when I run an HMG heavy infantry in a link team, like, let's face it, you're taking it to try and delete those missile launcher pieces or those sniper pieces. And you come out and you're like, yes, I'm burst five. Fantastic. I should be like 19s, you know, if they were out of cover. And then you're like, yeah, but they've got cover and they've got ODD or they've got mimetism um, and they're burst two. Like, you're like, oh, cool. Now I'm actually shooting at the same mods as you, but you're shooting burst two and you're plus three. You're on 16s, for example. So like, that's why I don't like the HMG heavy infantry pieces. That's why I really like the um the Spitfire. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's a preference. It's a preference, yeah. right? And it's also what you got access to. So not everyone has access to those like amazing like profiles. It's a preference. But um, <laughs> but uh, while you're talking there, I was just looking through army, going, well, wait. I'm sure I'm missing out on some heavy infantry profiles we haven't spoken about. And I just came across one. I'm like, why haven't we spoken about this guy already? Achilles. Yeah, he's because he's something you would actually take in a vanilla and a sectorial by himself. Well, you can't. I mean, yeah, well, you take, can't link him anyway, except with Patrick's but, boyfriend. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, he's. he's like, um, yeah, here's an example of like, you know, he's essentially a S2 tag, right? He's, he's essentially three. He has, he has three wounds. Mm. And he he has an AP Spitfire, and he has mm. ODD or mimetism, and he's like at least armor four. Mm. Um, yeah, he's yeah, like he's what he's what your nightmares are made of if you're looking at yep. that alpha striking heavy infantry. He's um he's a cross comparison. You look at Achilles and go, you take him by himself in sectorials and vanilla. Then you look closely to someone who's near him, which is um Hector. Right, mm-hmm. you don't see Hector outside of Links. Hector no, is that's a good point. Yeah, and yet they they are very very similar in that they're um you know an aggressive move up the table, um short range uh HI piece. Yeah. Um, and yet Hector, you, you don't see him taken at all in vanilla. No, like H- Hector yeah. Hector gets up to sort of Achilles level when he's in a link. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, you know, in 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 um, Stormada, he's obviously getting that plus three BS. Yeah, he's way better at him than Achilles as a gunfighter and a link when he's the yeah. Starmada. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, he just elite stuff if he gets within that plus three range band for his plasma rifle. 
yeah, he, he, he carries a lot of useful equipment. Um, sticking on the subject of uh, Aleph, we've got Asuras as well, who are probably, I reckon, one of the best, or probably the best solo heavy infantry in the game, as like an all-round piece. You know, okay. obviously, you know, you know, an Achilles is great gunfighter, but the Asura is a great gunfighter, specialist, can do, you know, is a hacker, can protect herself very well, is very difficult to kill, um, very very fast as well. So, like, the Asura, like, is... Is an amazing piece and um, is available in sectorals and in vanilla. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because again, <laughs> we're contradicting ourselves because I don't see people running the Azura in a link team in, for example, OSS, even though it's a HEST S2. Because I guess the, the whole gist of what we're trying to say is a lot of the time you're in vanilla, the people are taking outside of the special piece like a hack tower, they're taking the S5 as their gunfighter, right? Yeah. And yeah. they're not taking the S2, a lot of the S2 heavy infantry. Whereas in sectorials, they're not taking so much a lot of the S5, they're taking a lot of the S2 heavy infantry in stuff like link teams. Yeah, I mean, and the Asura can, to be fair, can only really go into a very limited link team thing. But I'm just saying like in, in OSS, you're, you can still take her as a solo piece and not feel like yeah. you're missing out on her ability because she doesn't don't have that see, much extra. You don't see a lot of her in OSS. You see a lot of her in vanilla, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, really? Like, I, well, I mean, I guess I haven't played that many games against Aleph or, or OSS, yeah. but I reckon in OSS she's just as viable. Because, she is so many yeah. pieces in OSS that like that that are vying for attention, and I mean, maybe, also, yeah, sure, yeah, and that's that's at least from what and I've she, seen with Aleph. She she is very expensive. Yeah, yeah. And and OSS is a faction as a whole because you got to remember you're spending like sixty points on proxies off the get go, so you're actually only really paying with two forty points. Um, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess I haven't. I can't remember if I've seen her in OSS or was it ALF. Sometimes it's hard to remember what you're what you're facing. You're like, did I face Myrmidons or not? Uh, if there were no Myrmidons, it was probably OSS. That's yeah. like what yeah. I try to remember. Yeah. Yeah, although who knows, Steel Phalanx might um, might get the table around Melbourne very soon if I manage to finish mine anytime <laughs> in the near future. Nice. <laughs> um, before we move on, I just want to talk about, uh, I guess, on the t- topic of Asuras, um, HI as uh, lieutenants. So mm. you know there are some very very good uh, lieutenant heavy infantry. They have a little bit of a. There's some bonuses to that in that if you have a heavy infantry lieutenant who's a solo piece, then you can use the lieutenant order to gunfight. But conversely, mm. if it dies, then you're you know you're losing a lot of points, and also well, they're more susceptible to being isolated, which will also put you in loss of lieutenant. So, what do we think about um, lieutenants as heavy or heavy infantry lieutenants? Yeah, so I mean, my opinion on that from coming from a perspective of Yujing is that. Why would I take a heavy infantry lieutenant when I could just take an heavy infantry with NCO? And I get the both best of both worlds where I get to use the NCO lieutenant orders with my heavy infantry guy and don't have to worry about the um, don't have to worry about the the percent chance of fucking up real bad and getting in a lost lieutenant because lost lieutenant is still a very bad thing. You know what you can do? You should take that feedback that you've just given about having access to lots of NCO. And go onto the Eugene forums and say how good Eugene is. Oh God! Um, <laughs> no, no, it's a good, it's a good point. I mean, it's it's, no. it's in it's in the context of Eugene. I mean, you just came but... to the tournament, yeah, man. Like 
but there's, I mean, there's, it's not just using, there's probably another couple of factions that have similar access to NCO. So, if, you, if, you, if you've got it, definitely, definitely use it. But because I have, because I come from that perspective, I yeah. don't really have that much of an opinion other than that, because I've never really considered it. I completely agree with you, Nick, for the first time ever. I, I've seen I've seen quite a lot um, more heavy, in, well, not and it's not necessarily heavy infantry, but definitely attack piece lieutenants um, with, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe they'll have chain of command, maybe they'll have, or maybe they just don't care. They're just, mm. like, they're just running and gunning. They'll, they'll take that, you know, I think I spoke to Rob before and he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that loss of lieutenant for one turn. I'll just show up my losses and Use that extra order, <laughs> Mister Mister Big Brain. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm that good. I can afford to be in loss of lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had those. I wish I had those set those sets of balls, but I don't. Yeah. I don't always. I, I like nah, to have the security of chain of command. I agree with Nick um, about the whole loss. Of, the loss of lieutenant. Um, the the great lieutenant. yeah, great podcast. Who are those guys? <laughs> um, on a hey try like i think the very few times the only time i really take like a an aggressive lt is if i'm running the avatar or jsa and jsa that lt is aggressive but it's not actually fighting it's just pushing up with a link team because it's got two lt orders on an nco um but you don't have access to chain of command though so you're putting that thing in in harm's way Hmm? i have access to chain of command Oh, from the Kemp- Kemp- yeah, but did you run Kempatai? Kemp- oh, sorry. I guess I guess we were it's playing in a tournament that didn't matter. So yeah, yeah fair enough. Ordinarily, instead of having the the tanko in that link team, I would have the Kempatai. Mm. But because I didn't, I took it out and saved points and spent it elsewhere. Um, yeah, but fair yeah, um, yeah. I, I think Nick's on the money there. Where unless oh, I think Nick's dropped out, he's not going to hear me singing his praise. Oh, what a oh, shame! Yeah. He's uh, um, his eyes are closed and he's yeah, not moving. Yeah. Making a derpy expression. His internet is fantastic. <laughs> um, welcome to Australia, yeah. everybody. Yeah, welcome to Australia. Um, so yeah, I think um, I agree that if if I'm going to be running an aggressive, heavy infantry piece, it's generally got to have NCO for me, um, or it's got to have um, tactical awareness or something like that for it to be able to push itself. Yeah, there are, and it's funny. Like, I wonder if people are being drawn to certain factions that have that. Like, because I, you know, um, like running. I mean, Starco is obviously a, a bit of a niche faction, but not mm. having access to, you know, having no NCO, having really no tack awareness, and then looking at Yu Jing that has like tack awareness, NCO, lieutenant, fucking mm. level two. You're like, oh god. Like, why, you know, why can't I have that? And then, you know, yeah. I play Rama as well. And I'm like, oh, cool. Tariq gets Lieutenant level two and I can have an NCO Quarige. But I'm like, oh, I'd, you know, rather have, I'd rather pay the same points for a Shang-Chi, you know? But I yeah. guess I guess, and the, you know. And the problem with Tariq is like, he's a piece you actually want to be doing your gunfighting with. Yeah, so, so he, can't, he can't use that NCO yeah. order in a link, yeah. Well, it's not so much him using the NCO order and the link. It's the sorry, the yeah, the, the LT order, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can use the Kawaj as those two LT orders to move up and do stuff with with the link. Like that's 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 fine. That's no dramas. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that once they've done that, then you're like, I want to use Tariq to go do the fighting. And if Tariq goes down, then it's like a sucks balls. You're a lost lieutenant. So yeah, it, it's it's yeah, 
It's yeah, going that's... back back of talking about before is like you know you do yeah. invest these points into something that has NCO and lieutenant plus one order, and then if he dies, then you've lost three orders, right? Not mm. just yeah. not just one, you yeah. lost three orders, which can be quite. And that's so my my game on the weekend with Hector when I lost my Demar LT, I lost three orders, and all of a sudden, Jimbo went from having eleven orders to go and jump onto a roof and fight to down to eight. Mm-hmm. Which was like I felt that a lot. I felt that a lot. It stopped me. It stopped me from completely clearing out the top room. And um, yeah, like it was. It was big. Yeah, and 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 having that extra vulnerability from you know EM or hacking or hacking, I guess more specifically, can can also be a bit of a deterrent for running an aggressive or even a- any heavy infantry LT, not just an aggressive one. Like I ran a mobile brigada. Boring chalk and a link, but you know, if if someone if you had thrown an EM grenade on that link, then it would have been would have been times. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, bad <laughs> times. And the the is it Oblivion? The um yes, Oblivion, hacking program. Right. Yeah. So it's got damage sixteen, right? Whereas yeah. the carbonite's damage thirteen. So generally, Oblivion's your 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 go to hacking program because it's um more chance of, of, of succeeding, right? And yeah. so if you're if you're isolating people, then you, they're gonna be if particularly if it's if it's your LT, you're gonna have a bad time. That's a good that's a good question actually is is I wonder how often people because you know we're like, oh this the hacking programs are being simplified. You know, there's only one program really to use now. And so many times I've been like, oh do I want to carbonite or do I want to isolate? Because on the one mm-hmm. hand, carbonite will stop you from moving but then so will isolation until it comes around to like AROs, in which case you can still shoot me. There's like quite a, I've had quite a lot of like debates in my head going, ah, oh, but then isolation is like damage 16 double, no, double AP. I think it's damage 16 AP and carbonite is damage 13 double actions. You're like, I want to get the big brain out there and do the math on which one's more likely to go off. Yeah, so yeah. so you you oblivion them first and then in the next order you do carbonite and yeah. then they just can never get out. Yeah, and then they're like, eh, I'm stuck. See, I had a, I had, I had an interesting situation like that the other day where I was playing a, a newer player with that JSA list, and he was running um, Drews, and he had um, what's her name, the hacker, Fully um, run. Yeah, and Rumors. he was like, I have to come and fight your. It was in, in supplies, motherfucker. Um, he he had to he had to come around the corner to try and deal with my link team with his Valeria. LinkedIn, and he was like, "Okay, I only have four orders left. Do I isolate them or do I turn them off?" And he's like, "If I isolate them, they're just going to dodge and engage, and that's bad for me. Mm-hmm. And if I turn them off and don't kill them, then their orders next turn." So he was like, "He was in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation." And yeah. so, unfortunately for him, he went for the isolation and didn't end up actually doing any damage to me at all. And in my turn, I was like, cool, I have my full 14 orders because of NCO, tactical awareness, all that sort of stuff. I'll just heal them all up and then they'll keep on going. And I got the box all the way, both boxes all the way back to my deployment zone. Yeah. So it's um it's a tough one that that I think if they're a gunfighter, go for the isolation. But if they're a close combat specialist, then definitely the immobilizer is the way to go. But you got to make certain you have the ability to follow up on that, because um, if you if you only immobilize them and it's the their active turn, they can 
reset out of that on a, at a neg three. Now, yeah. now, fair, now, fair, if you're still within hacking area, you can just hack them again um, to isolate them to Ooh, make their chances question. even harder. Is reset, is reset, does reset break stealth? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, it wouldn't matter with me because I have Eureka. So Eureka just walks up and goes, boop, go. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah, you're, you're right. Like it's it's a tough situation with the whether you isolate them or whether you turn them off. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had a situation in uh, my game against Val where he had a, he ran a Magister Knight into yeah same situation into um shoot the repeater that I put down from Uhahu, and mm. I was like, oh, do I want to immobilize this guy or isolate him? Because like either way, if it goes off, then he's not going to be able to continue his assault. But if I only am, am isolate him and he just sits there, then he's still able to like shock on me or or Panzerfaust me in his next turn. So I went from the immobilize, um, which 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 was fine, but then he was able to like um, reset out of that, and he rolled like a seven. Whereas if he's mm. like isolated, he wouldn't he would still be isolated. So you know, yeah. and, and he still had the order well, to spend. Only so, thirteen as well, and they have pretty good BTS father knights. I imagine no, um, sorry, Magister knights are. I think they're still BTS three, but yeah, you're right. It's it's a yeah, kind of it still drops it down to a like a, a, a damage. A, it makes it down damage ten, yeah, um, but two dice. Deep, yeah, 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 exactly. So. That's it's an interesting. I mean, I guess we'll get into the a discussion about hacking in, in another episode, but that's a a good thing to mm. think about when you're dealing with heavy infantry is what best to go for. Mm. Um. So, do we want to talk about any more about heavy infantry as far as sectorals versus vanilla, or or any other strengths or weaknesses that we haven't covered off on that we've just thought of now? No, I'm pretty pretty content with what we've done. Yeah, Nick. You're back now. Oh, Sorry, good. You, you, yeah. you left us momentarily. No, I dropped out there because I'm having absolute nightmares with the internet at the moment, but I'm back. Um, <laughs> so, no, no, I'm all good to move on. Cool. Um, so I guess like the last bit of the we wanted to talk about was a bit of a fun segment on just, I guess, our favorite heavy infantry and um, some of the questions from Discord. So, uh, Nick, do you want to take us... Yeah, so I mean, things that kind of because the way that we've kind of structured it is most of the stuff from that we feedback we got from the the fans on Discord was kind of integrated into the previous bits, but oh, these ones kind of these little gems just stand out on. We have fans. We have fans. It's it's adorable. See, um, we're gonna have only fans. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, um, you subscribe to my only fans. Um, you get all that uh, all that. Exclusive yeah. content. Exclusive content. Yeah, that's right. That's what. Uh, there's um, a few people doing that at the moment. They're they're having a Discord server. Um, some of the other podcasts are doing Discord. But if you pay them, then you get access to the special content. And I was like, what is that? Like, like what? <laughs> like, like you get to talk to us personally. Like, do you do you want me to do some ASMR stuff? Like, you know what I I'll do? I'll be like, I'll send them a video every day of me eating breakfast in the morning. It's frequent. Okay. That's I the mean, pay. We so, could we can maybe do something like that. Yeah. No, I'm not. Um, not going to take money from people. The, we first, the first great uh, question we've got here is, um, I think this has just recently been edited on the, <laughs> on the run sheet. But um, the question is, why are evaders? Why are evaders the new uh, unit for um, nomads? Why are evaders the greatest heavy infantry unit in the game? I'm reading that as why Evade is the shittest heavy infantry unit in the game. That's why. That's why I said it got changed. I'm, I, there's a there's a little edit thing next to it. So if that's 
It's a bit awkward. I don't know. Are they? Are they? Are they that good? Aren't they, are they even really heavy infantry? I thought they only had like one and a half wounds. Yeah, they're pseudo. So yeah, evaders were like the what was it? They, they were dropped before N four came out, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, no match, too good." Um, I haven't really heard much much said about yeah. them since then. Much since then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't like. I actually, I've played a few Nomad games in Event Four now against people, and I haven't seen them. I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not bad. Like they're, they are good. Uh, mm. Granted, you know, you're you're looking at a, a climbing plus heavy infantry with a raft of different skills from, um, you know, multi rifles, AP Spitfires, firebacks. They can be engineers. They have firewalls. Um, you know, they're armor three, BS thirteen. I mean, just looking at it, looking at the profiles right now, which is probably the first time I've ever really taken much of a look at the Evader profiles, is that in Corregidor, they are wild cards, mm-hmm. and they're pretty cheap, and they got decent toolboxes, right? So if you've got another link that needs a bit of bit of extra love for a tin bot, I mean, the tin bot's only neg three. Um, only neg three. <laughs> no, none of this next um, next section. Yeah, but like en- en- engineers, and they've almost like most of the profiles have got that Timbot though, so that's pretty good. There's yeah, a, yeah en- engineers. Um, there's they've got some pretty nice toolbox type loadouts. They're so all specialist I operatives can... as well. Even the one that's not an engineer, they're specialist operative natively. So yeah, sure. Which is which is really good to have on like a fireback or an AP Spitfire model for less than th- less than thirty points. For a specialist AP Spitfire for this BS thirteen, I yeah, like it's is good. Mm. But is it is it uh, Shang Chi level it, good? Is it the best in the game? Mm. I mean, I mean, yeah. we can talk about what up? qualifies yeah. as being the best in the game. I mean, if we're talking purely from like a gunfighting perspective, no. But if we're talking from a toolbox perspective, yeah, sure, like they're up there. But like you said, are they really heavy infantry? If they're only one and a half wounds. Mm. I don't know, and I guess that's kind of where those one and a half one and a half wound heavy infantry tend to sit, right? They're not they're not often your like apex gunfighters. They usually mm. have like an interesting set of skills that mean that they they do other things, like they're your specialists or they're your doctors or they're your engineers or they're your I don't know hackers or whatever. They're not your APHMG two wound armor five like beat sticks, right? So. From that point of view, like they're never going to compare to a um, Kriza, you know. Sure, and they're they're a different category, yeah, yeah. And that's like, I mean, the next point here is to define the difference between two wounds and one wound with no wounding cap and shock immunity, right? And like the difference is not necessarily in the fact that having one one wound with no wounding cap and shock immunity is for ninety percent of the time the same as having two wounds mm-hmm. but it's it's more that those profiles have a different different loadouts and different skill sets which mean that they tend to fill a different role and and they usually cap out at armor i think they do all cap out at armor 3 i can't think of any four armor 4 one wound no wound in cap models oh veteran cat okay yeah fair enough yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, i mean granted. like that's Ariadna. They have their Considering own. the environment that he operates in, that's as heavy as they get, pretty much. Well, actually, uh, Cosmoflot, do they have, I think they have one as well that's on. Oh, yeah, the um, 
the productivity thing and of the yeah. um, moon moon moonraker. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. It's either two wounds or it's like it's the one point five out of five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, Cos- but there is yeah, there is sorry. Cos- Cosmos sold out his armor six. Yeah, right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. But there there is there is a there is a bit of a advantage like. The advantage I find with no one win no one in cap models, as you'll as you'll know, is if you go no no one in cap and you get doctored, you go back up to your full, you know, you go back up to one win no one in cap, and whereas you're up you, as well. Yeah, like you go back at the full strength. Whereas if you're two wounds and you go down to one wound, you can't be doctored back up to two wounds again. Mm. You have to go unconscious first. So there is a bit of a like trade-off there like I, I know like um running uh in rama for instance you've got the hortlax who are one wound no wound in cap now if the sniper goes and takes a wound i'm just gonna go prone and then in my next turn i'm gonna walk my gulam doctor up there and get him back up to his one wound no wound in cap and stand him back up again uh whereas if that was a heavy infantry janissary and i went down to one wound i'd have to wait for that guy to go unconscious before i could bring him back up to to one wound again so in in some ways it's kind of better but it also means if you do take two wounds then you're dead you can't come back so that's the downside of it so swings and roundabouts yeah swings and roundabouts yeah it's different it's just different um so what in mm-hmm. which which hi is the most influential on the game right now so we've spoken about quite a few influential hi so what what do we what do we think Mm. I can see there's some real like concentrated like vinegar right. stroke faces going like, on here in the on the the, the most. I mean, how do you even define the parameters of the question, right? Yeah. Most influential in the game right now. What Just, does that actually mean? I don't know. Go onto the forums and see who's talking about like. What I don't do that. About. I don't go on the forums. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think. Like, honest, I think. Uh, it's hard to do that. Like, I would just say, "What's my favorite?" or "What do I fear the most?" No, okay, I okay. So, I'll, I'll just say, I'll just say it. The Kreza, right? The Kreza yeah, is I, the only I, HI in the game yeah. right now that can be burst six. That's it. Yeah, but it's it's influential because it's burst six and it sits in its own field. It's not like game breaking, but I think it is potentially showing something that CB might be leaning, might be moving toward, perhaps. Mm. The the other one I would say, and, and it's that combo as well, is that um that Diokai Damaru level two, the tenant combo, because the fact that you can pump like fucking, what is it, fourteen uh twelve orders into the one combat group, um is like is super strong, um yeah 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 and 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 it it has a lot of different weaponry in the one link team and specialists and that sort of stuff, but. That's like a unit as a whole. It's not like a one piece. Like mm. individually, not that great. So if you're looking at individual heavy infantry, I'd still agree, like with Kev, that the fucking Kreese is still he's still top dog. Yeah, like just out there. I mean, yeah, like we talk about all of our favorite ones, but as far as like when you see it come down on the table, you're like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, yeah, that was like when Dean like, placed. That tournament the other day, I was like, "Hmm, that's not going to live past turn one." Hmm, like, um, like Achilles is still like a force to be reckoned with. Like he's, but he's, you know, he's kind. Of, he he hasn't really changed from N three in my opinion. He's still he fucking horrible. Down. Yeah, and he can be locked down. Like if he's not within twenty four, like he's fucking up against it. Um, and if he's against MSV two, 
he's even more up against it. Um, uh, actually, now just reminding myself, what is the two different profiles for the Achilles? Um, mm-hmm. So the armor four one that's mimetism neg six uh, doesn't have frenzy. The one that is armor six does. So most of the time, I, f- I would see the arm six one. Or actually, would I? Yes, I think I would. Mm. I feel like I'd see less of that now because it has frenzy, whereas the mimetism neg six one doesn't. And because you can't go in a link team, you're better off taking that one. Mm. The thing I find about Achilles, let's probably move on to the, the favorite HI after this, is that um, like he's he can win gunfights really well because he's bare 15, he's got visual mods, this, that, and the other, right? But like he's only got a Spitfire, so it just doesn't hit that hard. So AP Spitfire. Yeah, but... Mm. Oh, no, sorry, uh, yeah. no, you're right. And, Actually, and, no, you're right, it is just Spitfire. Yeah. Listeners, listeners should also, on that point, rewind 30 minutes to when Julian was saying that Spitfires are the best guns that heavy heavy <laughs> can get. So. Well, it's, Julian, it's unraveling <laughs> by his own words. No, I, I was talking about heavy infantry in the link team, if you actually remember what I said. I don't is, remember what you said. I said heavy infantry in the link team because I made it very clear that outside of the link team, if it's just a singular piece, I like the HMG. But if it's in a link team, it's it's those pieces. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah. the difference is that is you're getting your plus three bonus and you're getting your plus one burst. So you're hitting like four or five times, right? Or three times. Whereas the thing with Achilles is that often he's hitting once or twice. So there's a high chance that they're just going to go ping. Okay, cool, Achilles. Let's go again. Okay. It's still, um, still BS15, man. Yeah, but like you got to remember he's got to get within 24. And then a lot of the stuff that he's fighting strips away those visual mods. So he's only shooting them on 15s potentially, right? Mm. Something like a Diokai is going fucking fantastic. I'm shooting five on 16s. So he's doing the same and he's doing it at damage 14 as well. Well, the Diokai needs to get into 24 inches as well. Yeah, because it's Red Fury. I know what I mean. Like, you're, 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 yeah. I'm just saying like, you're, yeah. like you're, the, the, the problem with Achilles is, is he has to get the same range bands as the Diokai I mean, does. The, the difference is, is that he hits so much harder because he's landing more hits. And Achilles isn't. Yeah, but at the same time, you're also not toting around four other guys that you have to make sure aren't getting caught in the crossfire. Whereas Achilles can just be like, I'll just go this way. And he has Mimitism yeah, mods. So. That's also four other guys that can protect that yeah, model. Yeah, fair enough. Whereas Achilles, if he gets stuck up in the deployment zone, like of someone else, he's fucked. Like he's dead. And like, yeah. if he hasn't done enough damage. Okay. I'm... We, okay, Achilles. I've actually seen him on the table in N four yet, but I'm I dread the day that that happens. But just thinking about another influential HI, I did mention this earlier, but I do reckon the Asura is a very influential HI because just because of what she brings to the table. Um, but going back, going further on to Seal Phalanx, I haven't seen this guy yet, but again, I'm scared. Is Ajax <laughs> like just brings like he just brings the pain? Like yeah, have, I have a plus five copy rifle and plus. But plus eight inches to his to his um like he's four deploying plus eight inches, mm. like I mean I'm probably not probably not influential actually, actually no I know I know what the most influential HI right now is, Hector in Starmada. That is something that every every opponent is gonna probably see because Starmada are everywhere, not maybe not not maybe in our area. I haven't but, seen them. No, I know. 
I, I, but they I, are I, right. They're they're very popular. I think that at the moment because like O twelve is new or well, Sarmada is new. O twelve's like you know I think it's quite popular out dude, there. Oh my O twelve and I know, no but one... you're I know, but you don't I, like them. Like, you you don't count. I, I had to trade them with someone to get rid of them. That's how that's. But I think I think Hector. I think Hector in a five man has become a bit of a meme uh, at the moment in the broader community. I mean, I've played it twice and I didn't see it. Like, no, like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was fucking strong, but again, it came back to that same thing: is that because Hector's not six two, isn't he? He's four four. I think he's four yeah. four. Yeah. So I found that was fucking huge. He just gets locked down. Like okay, I was fighting yeah. locked down so hard and I was playing against Vanilla Huck and I was finding myself locked down. Maybe maybe this is just like what I've been hearing online and, and people talking about maybe on mm. TTS perhaps, but like, it does sound yeah. like that is something that's giving people T- a lot of problems right now. Yes, TTS is a different kettle of fish because the tables are balked on TTS because people are like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my, my table exactly like a fucking city scene. And they're, you know, they've got like fucking 20 foot tall buildings and like- Like my brutal city stable. <laughs> no, way worse than yours because everything's dense. So Hector loves that. Hector's like, excellent. All my engagements are within eight to 16. Fucking fantastic. So that's why Hector's brutal on there. You chuck him on an actual like normal table, and he ain't the, he ain't he ain't the same. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that link team outside of that link team, if you run that that link team, the best you're you're ever fighting is twenty four inches because unless you have a TR bot, like yeah, yeah, it's just so expensive. Um, do you want to move on to? Well, I'm not quite sure I understand this question, but which HI is the Kanye West of Infinity? Oh. So is this like something you love to hate or hate to love or just hate? No, it's who would if if Kanye West was a heavy infantry in Infinity, who would he be? Hector. <laughs> no, I reckon I reckon Disco Sun Z. <laughs> Disco Sun because Sun Z back in the explain, day explain explain explain. So back in the day, Sun Z was called Disco Sun Z because he was he was he was by, by, by no one except you, Julian. <laughs> I, um, it, this is way before your time, young Nick. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a whole CanCon about Disco Sun. Um, just ask Gavin about it. Uh, there's guys like Damien Fatstella. I'd ask Damien about that, who doesn't even play Infinity anymore. Um, and because he used to he used to flash pulse people on seventeens, and so mm-hmm. he would stick him up in buildings and be like, and flash pulse people. So I could just imagine. Imagine Kanye West being like Sun Z with his fucking, you know, the, how he's got that album cover with the glasses on. I just, just being thought, like, yeah, I saw that. I was just like, hey, give me my sticks, motherfucker. Yeah. Which HI is the biggest cunt in Infinity? That's what I thought when I read that question. Kreeza <laughs> uh, Borax. Yeah. <laughs> in that case, yeah, the Kreeza. So the answer to the first question was Kreeza. Second question, Kreeza. Okay. <laughs> Oh, what about the third question? Worst HI in the game, and why is it the IR? Mm. Um, I'm just going to agree with that, and let's just move on. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just the it's the I can't think of a worse. I can't think of a more unfortunate profile in the game as far as HI. Like, like that's the thing, right? We don't have to explain to you why the IR is bad. 
you can look at it yourself and come to the same conclusion because there is only one conclusion to come to, and that is that the IR is bad. But like what like and I'm I'm not I'm not going to explain why it's bad, but it's like you can look at an orc with a combi rifle and you can be like, I'm never going to use that, but it's fine. Right? And then you look at an IR and you're like, I want to use that, but why? Yeah. You know, why the fuck would I ever use that profile? Like in N3, it was like, oh, there's some fun things you can do with it. But in N4, like I, I feel bad saying something's terrible. Like I really want to love it because it's also one of the best sculpts in Infinity. Um, hey, next question. Yeah. Well, yeah, sorry. I just answered the next question. But it, it's yeah. just... Uh, okay, if it had, you know what? If it just had like a Spitfire or an AP, some like not a shock marksman rifle. Like what? Why does he have a shock marksman rifle? Give him an AP marksman rifle or a Spitfire or for deployment or something. I could even give him an even simpler fix. Make him a wild card. Just make him a wild card. But then you wouldn't. You couldn't use the whole projector then. Why couldn't you? You just hollow project him as something else, like you would a have so. No, no, no. But he's got hollow projector, so he has three like hollow. Sorry, hollow echoes. Yeah. Yeah. Hollow give him give him the same level as a as a half so, as well. Mm, so he okay. can hollow something else. And um, mask. Put, him in, put him in the link team. That would that would probably fix him up. Yeah, but then, then you're competing. But then you're competing with the Asawira and Baram. Like we're talking about like vanilla hack. Like you'd never even oh, run yeah. vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, but like, he's, he's but like you can run him, but you can run, you should be able to run him in vanilla hack because he's he is a solo piece that we just mm. spoke about. Like he's a he's a useful solo. He should be a useful solo piece, but he's just not. Like actually, make if he was six two, I'd be like, yeah, you know, like he's a fast specialist that has hollow projector, so he can get to the boxes without being shot, potentially. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that one because it's it's just too depressing. Uh, today, <laughs> it just reinforces it that it is just as depressing. Favorite sculpt, favorite favorite heavy infantry sculpt in Infinity, and why is it the IR? I'm going to agree. I actually genuinely think the IR is like the best HR sculpt in the game, and I think it does look really cool. I don't know if it's the best, but it definitely looks real. The one with the dual viral, the one with the dual with the two pistols. Yeah. yeah. Mine, mine would be that, and and the um the Zencha. Oh, the one with the yeah. green shotgun. Yeah, I just there's something so cool about heavy infantry in fucking camos camo um, with the with the camo poncho. Yeah, camo poncho. I just I just find it cool. Like it's my, my, fa- my favorite heavy infantry sculpt in the game is also one of the reasons why I picked up Yujing as a faction, and it is the Zhu Yong that came in the um. The Red Veil pack, Red Veil, which is, yeah. it's got like he's got his combi rifle downwards, and he's got the hand with the fingers up. I just feel like it's just so dynamic. It just okay. like I look at that pose, and I can see that I know exactly what's going on in this situation, kind of thing. It, I feel like that pose tells a story. Mm. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I, um, I would agree. It's one of my favorites oh. as well. I'll throw another one in for me. I really like the Corontids. The we didn't talk about the Corontids at all, bros. We didn't talk about anything from Combined Army, actually. Completely forgot about the Corontids and the Anathematic. All right, I'm going to put this out there. Going back to influential HI, Anathematic Hacker Device. Oh yeah, Most- and and he's a 
Actually, he's S six, isn't he? But yeah, he's he's a, he's a chonky boy. Yeah, we completely yeah. forgot to talk about those guys. But I mean, but they're like the, you just know that they're good and they, they can't be linked, and they're just fucking awesome. But the thing about the anathematic hacker is like he fucks other hackers royally. Like he's like, are you got a hacker? Oh, cool, it's dead. Like you know, even interventors don't want to go against an anathematic. Yeah, um, like a hidden deploy. If he gets a hidden deployment off. Because it's like bang, brain HMG, like plasma rifle, just for just for good measure. You can take the one with the sepsiter as well if you want, like which is just gross on a on the coronal. On the you can take it on the anathematic as well. Yeah, no, I just didn't know whether you're referring. To yeah, oh yeah, which... yeah, yeah. The coronted or the anathematic, but the anathematic for the 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 additional surprise, motherfucker. Um, yeah, thing. He's 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 real spenno. He's real real oh, spenno. The cheapest one is seventy points. <laughs> I think combined army can do that because they have flower pots, they have icodrons which you want to take, and they have tigers who can very very easily sort of protect it. So, well, like, well, that's the thing about combined army is that they can they can take expensive pieces and not be as worried as other factions because they can like quite easily yeah. build a a very secure net in their deployment zone. Well, what um, we'll do, sorry, is just to interrupt this because we'll have to wrap this up, but we will finish once we will, if we've talked about our favorite sculpts, which we just said is the IR and the Zuyong, Um, I want to just go and give ourselves each the top or top three favorite heavy infantry in the game. And if you want to like heap praise on the Karantas or the Anathematic then, then that's your opportunity to do it. So uh, Nick, do you want to go first with your like number three pick? Sure. So, in no particular order, well, just one of them. So, my th- top three heavy infantry in the game. Um, I mean, I, I another unit that I haven't spoken about at all tonight is the Sujan. Right? It's heavy infantry. It's transforms into a into an amazing <laughs> mobility yep. piece. Uh, it gets a climbing plus on an eight inch move. Goes wherever the fuck it wants to go, and and just kills things, and then transforms into ballistic skill fourteen, and is is just great. Um, yeah. You, you did also, a whole episode on that, like last yeah, year. we did, like last year, <laughs> or the year before. We, we or just year before that, entire, yeah. We did an entire episode talking about the Sujan, um, referring to Alpha Strikes because it's such an amazing Alpha Strike piece. Um, do you want me to go through? I'll just go through all, all three of my favorites. Uh, we'll 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 do we'll do we'll do one at a time, each? so we can just yeah okay. one each. Sure, one sure. each. So, so Julian, it, like it, it, that. Sorry, just on the on the Sujan, it has done. It's gotten scored more kills for me than any other unit in the game individually. Yeah, Julian, what's uh, what's one of your favorite? Uh, I'll just make it already talk. I'll just say the um the anathematic. Yep. And it's yep. yeah, it's 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 good because it's it's just no, it's clearly good. But which, which yeah. profile is it? The hacker profile you go for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like that, that, I'll just quickly say that tournament that we had where I um, ran the the avatar lists. Um, the game where I was like shitting my pants the most was the anathematic game because I knew that that thing could like just ruin my entire game mm-hmm. um, if not to within eight inches of the avatar. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. my, one of my favorites, one of my favorites, and I've already spoken about him earlier. Um, just because it's just good is the Mobile Brigada HMG. Um, having a burst, having like a HMG and a six-two armor five profile for less than forty points is, yeah, just just real good. Um, so yeah, Mobile Brigada would be mine. Nick, what's your uh, next one? 
I mean, it's got to, it's got to be because I'm running him so much right now. Shang G APHMG with tactical awareness and a tin bot because you put him in a five man link and he just kills things. And he's got decent he's got decent armor. So if, if he's in when he's in cover, he 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 can he can cop a hit. Plus he's still thirteen, which is you know reasonably good, but with that extra bonus is even better. And the fact that his AP his HMG's AP when AP at the moment is is, is king to take out tags to take mm-hmm. out other heavy infantry, it's exactly the ammo type you need. Cool. And and like the sort of five man link that I'm running at the moment with White Banner, he synergizes so well with that link because I've got two regular hackers in there as well, which are also take everyone's taking advantage of his neg six tin bot. So. Mm-hmm. The the sum the sum of the parts are greater. It's greater than the sum of its parts. Excellent. Um, Julian, what's your second one? Uh my, mine will just be similar to Nick's, but it's like you have to have the link behind it, which is the Diokai. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's only when it's got the link and the the Damara level two LT in it, and that's yeah, it's a pretty easy one. I've already been over it while I like it, so. Yep. Yep. Um, my one, I, I was going to initially go for, um, the Azrael, um, just because it's just such a bonkers profile, having an AP HMG that's continuous damage and damage 16. It's just fucking stupid how good that is. But I've actually, um, be really been taken with, this is a bit of a left field one, but, <clears throat> um, I really want to run the, uh, just bring up the profile, the... The Suryat. Oh. <laughs> you stole my third pick. Oh, no. The Suryat. But, but there's one. like, specifically, well, not even spe- specifically, but I, I can't decide between the, obviously, the Attack Awareness HMG yeah, it's or, the oh. heavy, or the Heavy Rocket Launcher MSV-1. I like them both. They're both I just think really- like in something like Onyx or Morats where you can run a Harris to that and having like the APH, the, the sorry, the, the HMG or the Heavy Rocket Launcher and a Link, like just really heavy, good. I like the Heavy Rocket Launcher and a Harris and yep, then and I Harris. like the HMG in a core with Morats, regular Vanguard. And the fact that they're like, have this like nice little rule that makes them immune to AP is just real like, it's, you know, it's not always going to come up, but it will occasionally Auto- like I'm still... Yeah. It reduces their hacking programs to be hacked down to, because they're more rats, down to um, you just have to try and immobilize them. You can't isolate them. Yeah, true. Yep, yep. Really powerful. So, the, But the AP, I've realized, doesn't actually work against EM because EM damage isn't actually AP. It's just, it That's specifically EM. says it's like against, it's EM, which just halves your BTS. It just, it's not AP, which I didn't realize at first. Um, mm. So yeah, it's the Siri app. Uh, Julian, did you want to talk about something else or just? Oh, uh, Nick, go, Nick go first, and then I'll oh, change. Nick, my... Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the humble vet Kazakh. You know, mm. it's it's from like building tack lists. You can't do without it, really. It's the oh. Oh, Nick's yeah. It's the uh, we, and we would never find out what he said. Yeah, we just know it was. The, we just know it was. <laughs> just know it was the vet Kazakh. Mm. Um, well, he might take a while to come back. So, Julian, do you wanna do you wanna uh, yeah. give me your number one? Yeah, um, number one for me. Oh, um, sorry, oh, sorry. Next back. 
Yeah, sorry. Where did I where did I get up to? <laughs> uh, you said the vet Kazakh, and then uh, I don't know. I that. Yeah, so the vet Kazakh um, in tack, in my opinion, is is an essential piece because, like in a Ariadna in general, is very squishy, and he just gives a bit of armor that sort of pseudo two wounds and APHMG, great gun. Um, again, in a five man link, he 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 rocks it. And he's like, the one I like about him is that you take the LT profile and not because you're using the LT order per se, just because it's one SWC, like it's fucked. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. And because you've got chain of command on good models, like you take it. So, um, yeah. What about you, Julianne? Oh, the, definitely the Creaser for me. Like, oh yeah. As, as, the thing about the Creaser is it doesn't even have to be shooting at people to be like, it can just be hiding in the back of a corner the whole game and it's already earned its points back. Mm-hmm. It's made your opponent go, I'm not sticking arrows out because it'll just fucking die. So yeah, for me, it's got to be the Creaser just for, just for the sheer, the sheer fear factor that it brings to the table um, of denying people, you know, the, 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 the idea of wanting to stick their head up. Um, yeah, because they'll they'll just lose that piece potentially. Um, and I think the burst five, yeah, and the and the mimetism as well. And the mimetism, um, yeah, yeah. Which, like, let's face it, a lot of the time you don't get because most of the stuff that's standing up in arrow duty has mimetism. Um, sorry, not has mimetism, has um six uh, MSD. Sort. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my top one there. Okay, and um, my favorite heavy infantry at the moment is the Asawira. Oh. Um, just uh, an amazing it's had such a revamp since N3 it's gone up a point of armor it's it's still BS14 it's 6-2 move AP Spitfire it's got all the stuff that you want to fight like uh, all the range bands um, and obviously in, in Assassins it can be linked but it's still perfectly um, uh, serviceable on its own because it's um, it can be a lieutenant You've got um, it's BTS nine, so it doesn't really care about your hacking as much. It has uh, it dodges at plus two inches as well, which means on a fourteen, mm. which means it can just like move up the fo- up the board real fast. It has regeneration, which is insane because it's regenerating on a fourteen if it goes down. If you don't put if you don't kill it, it's getting back up on a fourteen, which means it's really good at just going on its own and being like, if I go down, I've got a pretty good chance of getting back up at the end of this um, this turn. Yeah. So, um, and you know, between the AP Spitfire and the Doctor profile, I think both of them are very good um, on their own. Well, probably the AP Spitfire on its own, and then the Doctor in a link if you're running Assassins. So, yeah, I'd say the Asawira is my favorite. Uh, I forgot to mention something. You're talking about the plus two inch dodges. One of the reasons why I really like the tank on Damar is the um, they all have plus two dodge as well. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah. Like the, the 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 putting them on a corner with a template weapon, and then the age old, you know what a lot of people do. They'll walk to the corner and go, "Oh, I won't spend my order just because I don't want to come out. Uh, oh, I won't be able to see with my full order." Mm-hmm. You stop from doing that because they're like, "Oh fuck! If I come to this corner, they're going to dodge around four and engage me." Yeah. Um. The other thing as well is that there's been a few times where I'm like, I can move six two. I can move six and then my two movement won't clear this gap. Yeah. So I'll dodge. 
And if I fail it, it doesn't matter because I'm not seen. But if I pass, I get over the gap and then I'm not seen anymore. So, and, yeah. And, yeah. With the, even, with the changes- even if you're moving into a better position with that as well, with the dodge move, like to come yeah. around a corner and then like you use it for stuff like um, cord- uh, the uh, triangulated fire, for example, which is a full order to yep. dodge. I mean, that's a bit off topic, but like mm. dodge move is just yeah. Amazing. There's a few heavy infantry that have gotten that bonus. I think is it Zhu Yong get the plus one inch dodge. Like a lot of Yujing heavy infantry get that. Loads of Yujing get an extra inch. Some of them get an extra two inches. It's it's great. Right. You love inch. giving that extra two inches. Um, but you know, it yeah. does have utility. And then the way that in which in N four you can um, essentially you, know, you can pre measure your move, right? So like you can choose to dodge. And if you pass your dodge, you don't, you don't have to go anywhere. You're not telling your opponent where you're going to go. You're just kind of like, dodge, check check your movement, kind of clear this gap. Yes, I'll do it. No, I'll just stay where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no real um, risk involved with it as there maybe used to be in, in um, N3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, I've, I've found that, again, off topic, I've found that I've been doing that with um, moving a link team around using the jump skill where... Um, I'll have someone on a building and I need to get them down. Instead of climbing, I'll jump. So the guy mm. that's on top of the building jumps down and everybody else who's on the ground level just jumps straight forwards. So they mm. still get their little bit of movement. Um, or also if I had a fellow who was um, on a bridge and I wanted to jump down off the bridge, but the um, it was using a coordinated order, the bridge was too high. It was higher than four inches. So instead of jumping downwards... Uh, because uh, in N3, he would have had to do that jump and then fall the rest of the way and potentially take damage. I just say I'm jumping in a different direction. I'm jumping along along the bridge instead yeah. of down anymore. Yeah, I, f- I found that to be useful. And actually, that's something that I um, thought about afterwards in our game, Julian, That like because now you can you cancel prone and then jump down. And because you're mm. mobile brigade or six-inch move, that's more than enough to clear the, you know, not clear the gap, but like to jump down the ground level and still get a few inches like a couple of inches of movement, so yeah, it's really good. Hmm. But that's a bit off. That's a bit off topic. Um, yeah. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about before we wrap up? No, I think that's pretty much it for me. So Come and join us on Discord. If you're not on a Discord already, jump on. We'll, we'll have a link and we'll share it in our. You can find links on our Lost Lieutenant page in posts and things, and we'll share another link yeah. on uh, when we publish this episode. Come so, join our friendly Discord community um, and tell us who you think is the Kanye West of Infinity. And come on to shitposting and watch me send shit videos that don't make any sense to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Stay, come for the come for the memes, stay for Julian shit. Like my um, Shrek group the other day where everyone was like... <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, you've been listening to Lost the Lieutenant. My name's Kevin. My name's Nick. Julian. (laughs) Good night.